93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. On 93.3 WMMR. Ah! We're getting started. Hopefully you have begun your start of the day already. But let's see how that's going to pan out weather-wise. We'll begin... Nice day, even nicer than yesterday. Partly cloudy skies today, about 80 degrees is where we're going to top out. So nice little taste of summer today. We're going to sink back down a little bit uh, tomorrow. Partly cloudy skies, 70, and then clouds on Thursday, 71. By the time we get to Friday, we're going to have some rain to contend with, some afternoon thunderstorms, high 75. We'll keep an eye on that for you. Romano's out again today, so we got Ka- or Marissa in. What's the look on the face? I forgot that I was wearing booties with heels yesterday, and I felt a lot shorter today. Aha. Okay. Just right. curious. She had a very puzzled look on her face. This all the major journalists. I, I exactly. Yes. I literally couldn't reach the microphone. All right. Let's see what she got. Can you see what's going on traffic-wise? I got it. All got right. it figured well, out. What's up there? 95 northbound on Allegheny. There is a disabled vehicle in the left lane blocking the area there. 95 southbound between Allegheny and Girard. We have slow traffic. Uh, there is that water main break and sinkhole at the bottom of the 95 off-ramp. Uh, for southbound Bridge Street, which is closed. And Bridge Street is closed from Taconi to Harrison. Going to be causing problems all morning long. In Camden, there's an accident blocking the shoulder of 42 at 676 as well in New Jersey. This traffic report is brought to you by PennDOT.gov backslash safety. Wearing your seatbelt increases your chance of surviving a crash by 60%. Make wearing a seatbelt a part of your daily routine. Visit PennDOT.gov slash safety for more information. Paid for with Pennsylvania taxpayer dollars. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday, May 7th. As I said, Kathy's out today. I'll be handling the duties. Good morning to you. Terrible story to begin with. The Upper Darby School District said an athletic trainer died during the Broad Street Run on Sunday in Philadelphia. Brian Smart was only 24 years old. He's being really good shape, too. Uh, he was. It's exactly what they said, actually. He was in great shape. Uh, he suffered a fatal heart attack just after the uh, mile eight of the 10-mile race course. Students say uh, one day earlier, Smart was cheering for them on the sidelines. Uh, and he was one of seven siblings that just moved into a new apartment with his fiance. That's just terrible, terrible news after such a great event. Yeah, know? yeah. In a Facebook post announcing Smart's passing, the district shared a note from his father to the athletic director who wrote, The world certainly lost a good one yesterday. Brian really enjoyed working in Upper Darby, working with you and the students of Upper Darby. The district went on to say it is obvious that Brian was beloved by the students that he worked with, and we've been receiving messages all morning about his passing. More information will be made available as it is known about future services for those who wish to pay their respects. But until then, please join the entire Upper Darby School District community in extending our thoughts and prayers to Brian Smart's family during this time. So just terrible. You know, President, on Sunday, as you know, obviously, whenever these things are run, it's like, well, it was a little bit cooler. It was a little rainy. I don't, you always figure it's going to be more taxing if it's hot. Mm -hmm. It's going to be more of a strain and people, you know, can succumb to these things. But it seemed like actually sort of optimum weather for one of these runs. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and twenty four years old and in great shape. He, you know, there was probably an underlying condition. There had to be. About, yeah. So it's terrible. No charges have been filed after police say a resident shot a man who was allegedly running around with a rock and damaging cars in Philadelphia. This happened around five fifty p.m. on the unit block of North Fifty Seventh Street. Authorities say that a man was running around with a rock, yelling and damaging cars. And that's when a 25-year-old man with a permit to carry a shot uh, to carry a gun shot the victim. 
Hey, you uh, with the rock. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the victim was transported to an area hospital where he's currently listed in stable condition. There are no word yet if the shooter will be charged. Officials from Tyler State Park in Newtown say that while graffiti has been a problem over the years, graffiti that is hateful, racist, or anti-Semitic is unusual. And that is why Bucks County District Attorney Matt Weintraub says that the uh, people who reported the finding uh, that who reported finding swastikas painted along the park trail there did the right thing by reporting it. This comes on the heels of what officials from the New Hope uh, Solberry School District are only describing as a minor anti-Semitic incident at one of its schools. An incident followed by a letter sent to parents making sure they are aware of the case and that uh, steps were being taken to make sure it does not happen again. According to the Anti-Defamation League, anti-Semitic behavior is on the rise across Pennsylvania over the past five years, going from 43 reported incidents in 2015 to peaking in 2017 with 96 reported cases. Local officials say that while they are not overly concerned about the appearance of the hate symbols in Tyler State Park, they are certainly not ignoring it. Anyone with information about the person or people responsible should contact Newtown Bucks County Police. And then finally, Chef Ashley Christensen's comfort food at Pool's Diner in North Carolina and the modern Israeli cuisine at Zahav in Philadelphia took top honors Monday night at yeah. the James Beard Award. Wow. That's a prestigious award. Which many consider to be the Oscars of the culinary world. Marissa, you've ever been to your heart foodie, Zaha? You ever been there? Oh, so Zahav. In, yeah, if you guys watch like British shows, they have Michelin stars. At the restaurants, I'm getting some nods. Some of you guys don't know. Um, but, yeah, this is, like, the thing. You talk about these James Beard chefs. No, I know that. I'm aware Have you been to the restaurant? I'm sorry. I thought you were asking about the James Beard Awards. I was really excited. And I was no, already I'm familiar planning. with Michelin, and I'm familiar The booties with are really yes. throwing her off. So, yeah. Have you been to the damn restaurant? Yeah. Best hummus in the city. There you go. Wow. Thank you. Uh, Zahav's nod for outstanding restaurant comes two years after Zahav's co-owner and chef, Michael Salamanov, who is from Israel but was raised in Pittsburgh, took home the Outstanding Chef Award. Uh, Zahav's current menu features hummus with a daily chef's selected topping, duck and foie gras kebab, and conquered grape sorbet, and poached quince and peanut baklava. Uh, General Manager Okan Yazici started out at the Israeli Eatery and Society Hill Bussing Tables 10 years ago. Uh, Salamanov's restaurants also include Goldie, uh, Dezingoff, Abe Fisher, The Rooster, and Federal Donuts. Wow. Uh, the medals were handed out Monday evening at Chicago's Lyric Opera, where the Beard Awards moved in 2015 after being based in New York for more than 20 years. Uh, the award honors, the, the awards honor those who follow the footstep, in the footsteps of Beard, considered the Dean of American Cooking when he passed away in 1985. So congratulations to the best restaurant in the country. That's cool. Little trick with Zahab. It is a little bit of an expensive restaurant, but they do do uh, Center City Restaurant Week. So as soon as they announce that week, make your reservations then, and then you get a very discounted meal, and the whole meal is the same. Cool. Good to go. Let's get to the sport. <laughs> Uh, Miles Mikolas uh, pitched seven strong innings, and Yader Molina hit one of three home runs to leave the Cardinals past the Phillies six to zero. What the hell in St. Louis? Yeah, Matt Carpenter and uh, Paul DeJong also went deep as the uh, Cardinals ended a four-game losing streak. 
The series continues tonight, and Aaron Nola is going to get the start for the Phils while Dakota Hudson goes for the Cars. First pitch scheduled for 745. Uh, there were two games in the NBA playoffs last night in the Eastern Conference. Milwaukee Bucks beat the Celtics in Boston, winning game four, 113-101. And now that series, uh, they lead that series three games to one. In the West, the Rockets won game four in Houston, beating the Golden State Warriors 112-108. And that series is tied up at two. Sixers continued their round uh, against the Raptors in the series. Game five is tonight in Toronto. And tip-off is set for 8 o'clock. And in the NHL, the Boston Bruins advanced with a 3-0 shutout Game 6 win over the Blue Jackets last night in Columbus. Bruins are going to play the Carolina Hurricanes in the Eastern Conference Finals in the West. The Colorado Avalanche forced Game 7 in their series against San Jose Sharks with a 4-3 overtime win last night in Denver. The decisive game will be tomorrow night back in San Jose. That's what I have for you in sports this morning. So here we go on a Tuesday, and we have some stuff set up for you. Uh, number one, I'm going to remind you, we have that Word of the Week prize. It's another trip to Hollywood. I'm going to I'm gonna hit that pretty hard because I love it. Everybody we talk to that wins these trips are ex- so ecstatic when Absolutely. They get back. So we'll have a chance for you to go see Godzilla, King of the Monsters, <laughs> in Hollywood on Saturday, May 18th. So get ready for the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. Uh, we also have our buddy, speaking of the Sixers, as I did in sports, Mark Zumoff is going to be stopping by today. Uh, he's a Sixers play-by-play guy. He's friend of the show. And we'll just, you know, get uh, find out what, what he's got going on and thinks as we, you know... Are they gonna? Are they gonna win tonight? What's his insight? Yeah. yeah. What do you yeah. think is gonna go seven or who knows? So. And plus, we have to discuss a change that'll be occurring at the next camp out for hunger for the uh, City Six uh, Papa Shot Challenge. Yeah, the, the landscape. Yeah, yeah, well, the landscapes has changed. I yeah. mean, Dumpy's not there yeah. with Aaron McKee. Oh. Uh, I, I forget the name of the new coach over at uh, St. Joe's. Joe's. In yeah. fact, I would suggest that he's probably doing more preparation right. for that than he is for the Sixers game. You know, probably. Just knowing how important things are to him. All right, so uh, we'll have uh, Mark in a little bit later on this morning. Our friends from Acme are stopping in. We'll let you know if we got some stuff. Uh, yes, I see. We have some giveaways this Ooh. morning, so your chance to win that. And speaking of giveaways, today is Tattoo Tuesday. So text the word tattoo to 39333, and later on you might win a $350 gift certificate for world-famous Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo for a Preston and Steve tattoo. And you never know, you might get tattooed by the area's hottest artist like Kyle Fitzpatrick. You can see his work on Instagram at Kyle underscore and Fitzpatrick underscore or PhiladelphiaEddiesTattoo.com. So these things and more are going on this morning. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. The entertainment report's all lined up for you. Also, have a stupid question ready. We'll do some giveaways. Stay with us this morning. We're going to have a good time. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so we're going to do the stupid question. I'm going to give away a pair of tickets for the 2019 Brew Fest at Mount Hope. It's this Saturday, by the way. Uh, question I have for you this morning concerns a uh, a game that I like to play at the casinos. It's craps. Oh. And uh, in the lingo of craps dealers, what is the fever? 215-263-WMR. Yeah, let's see if you know that. In the lingo of uh, craps dealers, what is the fever? Is that your favorite game? Oh, yeah. By far, right? Yeah, most definitely, yeah. And there's a whole... There's a whole uh, <laughs> vocabulary around the game. There's all kinds of stuff that have uh, um, nicknames to them. Nicknames? So, and you're yeah. Mr. Devereaux. Obviously, Mr. it's Devereaux. been a while since you've been Mr. Devereaux. I haven't broken out the eye patch in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. You've been uh, Tiger Elliott recently, right? Yes. Back, back to the links? Well, no. I mean, no, my that's shoulder. Right, you've been injured. Yeah. yeah. So I'm uh, right now I'm, I'm rehabbing. So um, 
Uh, I'm, I'm Ben Affleck. Ben uh, Affleck. That's who I am right now. <laughs> but but yeah. for physical as opposed to right, uh, right. substance abuse. All right, so 215-263-WMMR, what is known as the fever in Crapslingo. Today's birthdays, Tuesday, May 7th, include a former porn star, Tracy Lords. And uh, actress as well in some mainstream movies like Cry Baby and Blade. And uh, she was also on Melrose Plays. Yes, she was. And she was in the Stephen King miniseries. I believe it was Tommy Knocker. She was. Yeah, Yeah, that's correct. And honestly, not not bad. Uh, She's uh, 51 years old today. Uh, Guitarist Phil Campbell plays for the band Motorhead. Is turning 58 years old today. We lost Lemmy a few years ago. Yeah. And uh, so I... uh, I assume the band is no more. You can't have Motorhead without Lemmy. Some bands do try to carry on just, you know, for diehard fans, and they get replacement members. But, I mean, Lemmy, come on. Do you think Motorhead with Rome would work? Motorhead with Rome. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Sublime could open. Sublime, yeah. yeah, Yeah. I don't know. Uh, But Phil Campbell is 58 years old today. Uh, filmmaker Amy Heckerling yeah. is uh, 65, and she had a huge out-of-the-gate hit with uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Still holds up. I still love that movie. Yeah. So many careers, and, and there's so many, uh, you know, they're the obvious jokes in the movies, but they're, uh, in the movie, but there are so many great little scenes that yep. uh, you remember when you watch it again. Uh, she also is responsible for Clueless. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, I never saw that movie. No? I love really? Clueless. I know, I'm man. a massive fan of Clueless. Yeah. It actually, it, it's so self-aware and so smart. Uh, and uh, it's probably still the best thing Alicia Silverstone has ever done. And that was her, that was a real breakout yeah. role, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, It's making a big resurgence now, too. It is? Yeah, because, like, all that 90s stuff is back. The outfits and I the I believe it's on Broadway, Lindo. is it not, as well? Uh, uh, mean maybe. Girls is. Oh, maybe Mean Girls, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Amy Heckerlin is 65. Was Brecken Meyer in Clueless? Yes, he was. Yes. It's his birthday today. Oh, oh man. He was a skater, Travis. Mm-hmm. He's uh, celebrating his 45th birthday today. And uh, words with friends, friend to you, Case. Is that over? Hey, I, uh, yeah, it is. As a matter of fact, wow, it's, man. Uh, it's over. He wouldn't he wouldn't take your game request any longer? No, you know what? Did it he ghost you on Words with Friends? He, I think he just ghosted Words with Friends. Oh, all right. If you don't play in a little while, you end up forfeiting a game. And I don't know how long that that uh, that time is. I don't know if it's you know, right. a week or whatever, but uh, it, we had a good run. Always okay. liked him. I kicked his ass um, quite a bit. I loved him in uh, Road Trip. I st- it's yeah, still one right. of my favorite movies. Uh, so he is uh, 45 years old today. Uh, and then, Steve, I saw this birthday. I'm like, who is this person? Because I was sufficient for some birthdays to bring up. Uh, a young lady named Carrie Hen. Not as young anymore. She's 43 years old now. Uh, but she, the only real role that I see of her was she played Newt. Oh, aliens! There we go. The little kid. Yeah, the adorable little kid is not so adorable anymore. Forty-three. Yeah, yeah. But she was excellent in Aliens. Yep, yep. So uh, happy birthday to everybody on May seventh, celebrating birthday. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question uh, in the game of craps. What is the fever known as? Two one five two six three WMMR. I will go to Drew for the answer. Hey, Drew. Good morning. There's nothing on here. There's nothing <laughs> on here. Drew, do me a favor. Tell me what There's the fever is. On here. That is a five roll. On the five. Side. You got it. Yeah. A five roll. Hang on a second, Drew. We're going to set you up. We have a pair of tickets for the 2019 Brew Fest at Mount Hope this Saturday, May 11th, presented by PA Renaissance Fair. 
a celebration of all things beer at Mount Hope Estate and Winery in Mannheim. PA must be at least 21 years of age to enter. Visit parenfair.com slash brewfest for tickets and information. Uh, so we mentioned this. The uh, the news broke a little bit later in the show yesterday, but Meghan Markle and Prince Harry announced the happy news of their first child's arrival, as most modern parents do, on Instagram. Eschewing the typical royal route of a photo op on the steps of the hospital, Meghan and Harry, or more likely their reps, wrote, We are pleased to announce that their royal highnesses, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, welcome their firstborn child in the early morning of May 6, 2019. Their royal highness's sons weighs uh, seven pounds three ounces. That's a healthy weight, right? That's a good size. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's not bad at all. It's right in the 14 zone. Fourteen pounds three ounces. Uh, they continued. The Duchess and baby are both healthy and well, and the couple thank members of the public for their shared excitement and support during this very special time in their lives. More details will be shared in the forthcoming days. Uh, he himself, Prince Harry, was, uh, I think, uh, well, adorable would be the only word I'd use. He was so um, amazed, he actually gave an announcement himself. Do we have that audio? Uh, yeah, we do. He's just, you can see he's, and here he's just Hit caught it. up in the moment, yeah. Right. I'm very excited to announce that uh, Megan and myself had a baby boy early this morning, a very healthy boy. Mother and baby are doing incredibly well. The most amazing experience I can ever um, possibly imagine. How any woman does what they do is beyond comprehension, but we're both absolutely thrilled. You see so much footage of them doing, but you never hear them talk. It's very interesting to hear him talk. Well, they, they've done lots of interviews, yeah, where, where he's talked to and with with Megan. Uh, but it, it, to hear him that way, which is on, it's always like this. The baby was it fell out of my wife's uterus. Uh, it was always very, you know, very. But he seems a lot more visceral in this than you normally see them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have not yet shared the baby's name or an image of him, but Harry did appear to make an emotional statement about his son's arrival early Monday morning. He had said in in other statements that I have here, I'm very excited to announce that Megan and myself had a baby boy earlier this morning, very healthy boy. Uh, mother and baby are doing very well. He said it's amazing, absolutely incredible. I'm so incredibly proud of my wife. And as every father and parent would say, your baby is absolutely amazing. <laughs> but this little thing is absolutely to die for. So I'm just over the moon. You know, they, they do Preston, which we, honestly we should employ. I think we should get a town crier yeah. because uh, they, they they also made the announcement with the town crier, the official. We have that that audio, but yeah. I think it just it just adds a little something to every everything you want to get the word out about. All right. Oh yay! Oh yay! Oh yay! Buckingham Palace proudly announced the birth of a newly born royal baby boy to the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. God save the Queen! Uh, he also confessed that he and Meghan are still debating over a few name ideas. And uh, Thomas Markle, by the way, who has been estranged from his daughter Meghan after declining to walk her down the aisle at the May wedding at the last minute, wished the pair well. He said, I'm delighted to hear that mother and child are doing well. I'm proud that my new grandson is born into the British royal family, and I'm sure that he will grow up to serve the crown and the people of Britain with grace, dignity, and honor. Uh, He also... The grandfather will not be present as his daughter perceives him to be a fat prick. Mm. Uh, he added, uh, God bless the child, and I wish him health and happiness, and my congratulations to my lovely daughter, Duchess Meghan and Prince Harry, and God save the Queen. Born 
surname Prince Pud. <laughs> Pud. <laughs> uh, Megan's mother, Doria Ragland, uh, with whom she is reportedly close. She is, is close, yeah. Uh, staying with the couple at their new home at Frogmore Cottage. She attended the wedding. I think she was the only, right? She was the only family member to attend the wedding. I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember. Uh, Buckingham Palace also released a statement saying that all the royals are delighted with the baby's arrival. So it's been uh, bit, uh, hugely anticipated and finally here, and uh, they got the new baby. It's the uh, first mixed-race baby in royal family history. Oh, no kidding. In well, royal that's what we know history. about. Yeah, yeah. 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 Legitimate, yeah. I should say, yeah. yeah. Uh, writer-director John Singleton was laid to rest uh, Monday in a private funeral. The 51-year-old director, of course, Died at age 51 after being pulled from life support following a massive stroke. Uh, the ceremony for the Boys in the Hood director was attended by Tyrese Gibson, who worked with him on 2003's Too Fast, Too Furious. Nia Long, who starred in Boys in the Hood. Uh, Tina Knowles and her husband, Richard Lawson. U.S. Representative Maxine Waters, Ice Cube, and Ludacris. Uh, Brett Ratner, F. Gary Gray, Ryan Coogler, and Morris Chestnut were also in attendance. Uh, Tyrese Ice Cube, Taraji P. Henson, and Stevie Wonder are among those who paid respects to Singleton uh, during his celebration of life. A larger memorial will be held in the coming weeks. He was reportedly buried at Forest Lawn Memorial Park in L.A. He was close to Nipsey Hussle, too. So, was who, Yeah, who just was I don't know if they killed, knew each other yeah. or not. But, they probably uh, did. And uh, he was uh, buried in proximity to mm. him. And they said there hadn't been an update on the will, Preston, so uh, it's going to get contentious oh, with the kids. Man. Yeah, he was between the daughter and mother. Yeah. Yep. So we'll see where that goes. Kevin Hunter is seeking spousal support and child support <laughs> for the son that he shares with Wendy Williams, Kevin Hunter Jr., even though he's turning 19 in August. Spousal support. <laughs> Who's going to take care of the 19-year-old? <laughs> I know. I guess technically he's got a couple more months. Sure. But, well, no. I mean, well, no, once you're 18, right? Well, when, when, can you, when have you exceeded the age at which you can be... It's usually 18. Child 18. 18. 18. In, in Pennsylvania, anyway, it's 18. And, and then it goes to al- just straight up alimony, right? Uh, well, there's a difference between alimony and child support. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, what I'm saying is you're supporting your, her. Her. And not him. The, yeah. Yeah. So he's... I don't know why he's not asking for alimony instead of child support. He is. He's asking oh. for alimony and child support. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, but right now, they're, they're trying the child support thing. And uh, Hunter is also asking the talk show host... Uh, pay their son's college tuition as well as equitable distribution of all personal assets. Uh, Williams filed for divorce from Hunter in April after 22 <sighs> years of marriage. That's got to be tough, Preston, when you're, you're, you're dropping your 20-year-old off at the, you know, goodbye. Now, do you have your toothbrush and your neck? Yeah, yeah. Your bag? All we, right. Do you feel safe? Especially when your concern is to look all glammed up and everything. Absolutely. And, you know, you've got to, uh, you to be. I mean, how often does your kid drive you to his visitation? Hey, Amy Schumer welcomed her first child as well. Well, talk about being eclipsed. That's great, though. I'm happy for But you're right. Yeah, the Royals kind of uh, took the the thunder. It wasn't on the same exact day, was it? Uh, First, I think it was on Sunday. Yeah, it was on Sunday. All right. They had a boy uh, with her husband, Chris Fisher. It has been a rough pregnancy for Schumer, who had to cancel several tour dates because of hyperemesis. Uh, which is severe morning sickness. She welcomed her son at 10.55 on Sunday night, shared it on Instagram, and she has not shared his name as of yet. <laughs> but she did refer to it as the royal baby. Oh, that's, that's nice. Funny. Yeah. That's great. By the way... Amy Schumer's baby is 2,244th in line for the crowd. <laughs> 
By the way, uh, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West have not welcomed their fourth child via surrogate, despite multiple multiple reports to the yeah. contrary. I was kind of thinking it might happen. Uh, but no, I'm not even sure when they're due. Uh, I have no idea. But it didn't happen. So I, I guess with all the baby fever that's going on, uh, people are just Throw another one on the pile. Float that stuff out there. Uh, Jesse Williams and Taylor Page are taking their romance public. The Grey's Anatomy star and the Hit the Floor actress made their. (laughs) (laughs) What? I don't know who they are. Made their red carpet debut at the Oswald Botang Harlem Runway Show. (laughs) Is that like Bojack Horseman? That's the same thing. I don't know what it is. Oswald Botang Harlem Runway Show. (laughs) I was looking for stories. (laughs) Well, listen. So, uh,. You know him, so he's... Do I? Yeah, yeah. He was also in Cabin in the Woods. You remember that that movie, the horror movie? Yeah, I remember that. So he's in that. He's he's, he's had a long-running gig on this show. He's a good-looking guy. Uh, And he had been uh, dating Minka Kelly for a while, right? That was his squeeze before this. Sure. I don't know. I'm trying to... We'll go with that. Uh, They were first linked in January. Williams uh, filed for divorce from his ex-wife, Aaron Drake Lee, in April 2017 after five years of marriage. Uh, While Tiffany Haddish, Queen Latifah, and Regina Hall have previously teased a sequel to Girls Trip, Haddish responded to a fan's question at a recent Natural Resources Defense Council night of comedy with a less than enthusiastic and anticipated reply. Uh, She said, I wish there was. I hope there is. I've been petitioning for it. Uh, She apparently had told Page Six at some point, I've even written a script for it. Uh, Me and the girls punched it up and made it good. They don't want it. We understood how much money could be made, and they don't want to pay it, so I doubt it. So, I don't know, man. We'll see. Uh, Jennifer Aniston, who is now 50 years old, is bearing all as she reflects on her life, fame, and love as she marks half century on Earth. Uh, the superstar has been uh, has had some of the most high-profile romances in modern history, including marriages to Brad Pitt and Justin Theroux, both of which ended divorce, and she knows that her love life sells magazines. Still, she gamely discusses her personal ups and downs with First Lady's co-star Tig Notaro in a cover story for Harper's Bazaar. So it's a, you know, yeah. it's a big interview. One star, well, one, she's a star. And uh, talking to another star, getting the insights that only she can get, Preston. Uh, it seems that Aniston is looking for love, but not another string of pointless casual dates. She breaks it down by saying, when it comes knocking, it's going to be welcomed. And I'm not like, no, I'm done with that. It's never going to happen again. My time on this planet has been about, well, it hasn't looked a certain way. It's my way. It's what I've been given this round. But I would say that I don't find any of my past has given me a reason to harden up and create a shell or a wall of no more. That's it. I'm close. So she's open. So we could get her is what you're saying. Yeah, we got yeah, a shot. At 50, she looks great. She took a couple wow. of uh, topless. Wow. She looks You know, fantastic. she's not fully topless, but she's got the, the hand bra stuff working or the forearm bra. And she looks great. I'm yeah. fairly certain that David Schwimmer is also single, and uh, I don't know if they would ever actually make it. But uh, why it'd be, not? It'd be fun for tabloid fodder for a good few months if oh. they decided to date. I'll bet you it is. You know, I bet you it already is. And I, I was thinking she's probably dating Bat Boy in one of those magazines. <laughs> next time, next time they have a. Uh, a movie to promote, they should just uh, go out on the red carpet go together, ahead. you know? Why not? Sure. Little Emma's probably going to college now, Yeah, so perfect. I miss Bat Boy. Yeah, Bat Boy <laughs> was great. It was a National Enquirer cover you story remember, many times. You had a conversation with the, the president. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. It was Clinton at the with time. Clinton, yeah, 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 I remember that. Absolutely. Pleasure to meet you, Bat Boy. Yeah. Uh, by the way, she's still not actively seeking love. She said, am I, am I on OK Cupid? No. I have zero time, to be honest. My focus has been on the show, so dating has not been... 
one of my first priorities, and she's currently filming her new Apple TV Plus series called The Morning Show. What would she? What would be the? You know, listen. She's had two marriages that didn't quite work out. Yeah. Take whatever you know. Just relax. No need to get married again. Let yeah. let let love find her. Well, that's, that's kinda, what I say. I, yeah. I think that's what she's saying. Uh, plus, she already has soulmates. She said, "I think we have many soulmates. I don't think there is one and one only. I think we have soul clusters." She said, "Like the pips." Uh, the oh, pips. Yeah. <laughs> Good soul. yeah, that's a soul cluster. Uh, I've had, <laughs> I've had uh, some of my friends for thirty-five years, and I think we've all made some uh, sort of unconscious agreement. And it's like when certain groups of people meet, they form a little soul cluster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a sort of common group of souls who have been put together. Leaving <laughs> on that midnight train to join. Leaving on the midnight train. <laughs> Just at the row. Uh, at her 50th birthday party in February, many of her friends... Uh, and even Pitt showed up to toast her, so she's doing okay. Uh, I love this story. All right. Uh, Rolling Stone's new weed issue includes a well-told story that's always worth retelling. It's a night in 1977, and there's more details that have come out about this. That's why I bring this up. A night in 1977 when Willie Nelson got high on the roof of the White House. Wow. (laughs) Yes. So 77. Yep. Okay, who is was Carter. Uh, Carter? Yeah, correct. So let me t- let me let me convey the story because it's great. Uh, in his profile of Nelson as a stoner, uh, writer Patrick Doyle places the music legend's aerial adventure in context of a bust in the Bahamas that had happened. Okay, so yes, uh, I guess that was not long ago. Uh, before the arrest, uh, he had been invited to. No, I guess it was. This might have been back in the seventies. Before the arrest in the Bahamas. He had been invited by Jimmy Carter, uh, for whom Nelson had performed during his campaign. Uh, Nelson was photographed arriving on the back lawn wearing tennis shoes and a bandana. Uh, and he said, oh, he laughed about it. He says of Carter's reaction to his Bahamas bust. Why not? Uh, that night, after singing in the Rose Garden, Nelson went to sleep with his wife, Connie, in the Lincoln bedroom. And then one of the president's sons knocked on his door. He said, Chip Carter took me down to the bottom of the White House where the bowling alley is. And then they went up onto the roof, and they smoked a joint on the roof. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the White House. Nelson remembers Carter explaining the surrounding view, the Washington Monument, the string of lights up on Pennsylvania Avenue. He said, it's really pretty nice up there. That's the Eiffel Tower. Uh, Nelson's <laughs> Washington Monument. Free use of Chip Carter's name followed years of silence about who exactly had accompanied him upstairs. So this story had been around for a long time, but he never revealed who he went up there with or how he got on the roof. And there'd be proof of it because you would always have to be under surveillance. You're on the roof of the White House. You'd be under surveillance. They, They would know about it. In 2015, both he and Chip Carter fessed up to Chris Heath, whose account of a phone call with Carter is an underappreciated nice moment in journalism. At first, Carter had seemed to very briefly laugh. This is this is the president right. he's talking to about it. It's he, he said, well, he says he told me not to tell everybody is apparently what Carter said. And I tell I tell Carter that I believe the cat is out of the bag now. And he says, OK. And then I continue inquiring whether I can ask him some more about what happened. And he goes, no. No, you can't. Thank you. And then he hung up. Wow. Uh, and uh, so that's the story of Willie Nelson getting high. <laughs> on the roof of the, roof the White House. House. And it was recently brought back up in Rolling Stone. So what I if they got was, locked out? I thought it was worth... Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. 
Uh, it is now legal to use pot in private residences in D.C. Oh, is it really? Yes, it is, but um, probably not at the White House. Medical or recreational or I don't both? really know. Uh-huh. But uh, anyhow, it's the weed issue of Rolling Stones, so I'm sure there's a lot of great stories in there. Uh, let's see. What else we got time here for? Yeah, we got time for this one. Emma Roberts is used to having her love life picked apart by trolls on social media and the tabloids, but it doesn't make it easier. Uh, the American Horror Story star covers Cosmopolitan's June issue, and inside she talks about moving on from a relationship with ex-fiance even Petter or Evan Peters. Um, the 28-year-old, of course, has been spotted with Garrett Headland, uh-huh. but she downplays her relationship, saying that they're definitely not anything serious yet. Uh, she adds that she never wants to talk about relationships I'm in or that are ending or have ended. It's hard enough to be with someone by yourself, let alone with an audience. Well, her relationship with uh, Evan Peters was tumultuous. Uh, she breaks down the struggle, uh, saying growing up is hard. Sometimes it makes me sad and that I uh, can't have a private moment because of Twitter and Instagram. There's a whole other element where everybody can comment on what you're doing and no one knows the real story. I think I know I know what's true. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a little secret. Uh, and I know what happened in my own life and so do the people who love me and I love. I said, I'm realizing that life is highs and lows. It is. I'm trying to ride them out and live somewhere in the middle. Uh, when you're low, you think it's never going to end. When you're high, you're so scared of it ending. And I've lived in both of those places for too long, she says. You know, you can tie this story back around to the Jennifer Aniston story, Preston, because they were both in Where the Millers. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. How yeah. about that? You did that on purpose. That was a good movie. <laughs> uh, when the going gets tough, she says she depends on her mom, Kelly Cunningham, and her friends. She said it's never, uh, she's never once judged me. I also have the most amazing group of friends. They come over. And we lie in better talk, watch TV, read short stories to each other. Oh, Sounds wow. exciting. Oh, my God. Comfy, awesome. comfy pajamas. Yeah. We open a bottle yeah, of wine. Yeah, snack food and put on Netflix. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> Make a bowl of popcorn. <laughs> so to me, that's the best whenever anything is going on. <laughs> To have everyone come over and be together. I'm going to go get to Simon. We'll play Simon. This <laughs> is <laughs> terrible. I know. That's what makes her happy. Uh, two other quick stories. Busy Phillips talk show. Busy tonight. Canceled. Oh, yeah. Man. By E. Yeah. I'm going to start watching that. <laughs> uh, we'll air its last episode on May 16th. I guess they just got one season out of that, really. One right? season. Um, yeah. She was also, she won an award, though, didn't she, for the, like, the Critics' Choice Award? That's a good question. Some, so she, I, she, there's audio of her accepting or saying she was thrilled to get the award and then saying, and uh, uh, we're canceled. Anybody watch it? Any episodes? I, I did. I, I, I read liked, excerpts, but... I liked her on uh, the show Cougar Town. I thought she was uh, funny. On this show, it was just annoying, I right. thought. It was too much. Uh, so the last episode airs May 16th. The network confirmed Phillips shared the news in an Instagram video saying that she was proud of the show and is currently in talks with other potential homes for the series. So we shall see. And then uh, I'll do a couple other quick ones here. Uh, Italy was uh, will release Amazon's 48th film, A Rainy Day in New York, this fall, uh, with other European cities expected to follow, according to reports. Uh, this is the uh, Woody Allen movie that was shelved. Oh, remember? okay. So it's being released in Italy. Yeah. Uh, and, and other it says other European cities expected to follow. Uh, the distributor Lucky Red will release a rainy day. It also releases Amazon's Wonder Wheel in Italy. After the and Me Baby Too, Wheel. After the Me Too, <laughs> Me Too movement in Hollywood, 
Uh, Allen came under increased scrutiny over reports that he molested his adopted daughter, Dylan Farrow. Allen and Amazon are currently locked in an ugly legal battle over the streamer's decision to pull the film from distribution in the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a great news for you. <laughs> we are going to be a city that is going to release it in the Woody Allen movie. Is uh, is what we're gonna do? Hey, by the way, wh- who who is the, the one who coined Baby Wheel? On the show? <laughs> uh, it was, it was a caller. No, it was a caller. Oh. Uh, he was it was a guess of his. I don't remember what <laughs> I, what we were what game we were playing. Sure, but he his guess was something that has never existed before. The Baby Wheel. <laughs> uh-huh. is, it a, is it a Baby Wheel? <laughs> we're like what? What? <laughs> you know how you will attach an infant to the steering wheel so you can monitor it during a trip. It's like baby fish mouth. Sure. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> baby fish mouth. That's selling. Oh, but baby fish mouth is just uh, tearing across the nation. All right. And then one last story. Gamer, uh, Grammy winner Janelle Monet will contribute new music to uh, the Disney Plus streaming title Lady and the Tramp in addition to her voice role, Variety reports. Are they doing, a, they doing another version of that? Yeah. The song, it's going to be, I guess, a, a show. Huh. Um, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, the song she's set to contribute is a reinvented version of the Siamese Cat song originally recorded by Peggy Lee, considered to be a bit of a racist depiction of Asian culture. Uh, but Disney's uh, sir, the Disney Plus is expected to launch in mid-November uh, with Lady to Land soon after. You know, it's funny with these um, these Disney shows off of movies that are coming out. My daughter the other day was really mad. She's like, they are ruining these movies by making shows out of them. So she's yeah. she's reached that point where she is now pissed off yeah. at the co-opting of ideas. I was surprised. And, and I was like, and all that crap. You know, like uh, Tangled is yeah, a yeah. show. And uh, she doesn't like that it's a show that it's taken away from the movie. And <laughs> and a few others that she had uh, name-checked as well. For those I think she's right. Per- I understand Perceptive it. from a kid. I do understand her perspective, but it doesn't ruin the movie. No, you know, I agree. I agree. I'm I'm with you on that. Maybe it's so. saturated or whatever, but it doesn't it doesn't take away from the magic. The movie's still great. Yeah. yeah. I think uh I so this was about Lady and the Tramp though? Uh-huh. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I just I was thinking well, where where do you I'm confused? not going to go with this. What are you confused about? Well, no, I just I was thinking about how romantic that movie is. Yes. You know, it's really cute, but then it's also it's a Disney movie, so it can't go into the bedroom. So you have all this romance, but ultimately, but no it's, it's doggy just, style. It's just going to end yeah, up with yeah. a dog on top of another dog biting that dog's neck and and humping, humping from behind. It, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not very. They, they, they stop at that point. <laughs> they showed the door and the "Do Not Disturb" sign. You you don't see them licking each other's butts. <laughs> but you never got the you never got the DVD where they show that scene. <laughs> no, I got the DVD. We're yeah, locking it away in a safe for twenty years. <laughs> Completely intact, the sex scenes. How do we get here? <laughs> Casey. Casey. I'm a, there, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, we're we're going to do the clips now. Yay! Yay, I know. Look over there. <laughs> in uh, State of the Union, viewers are introduced to Tom and Louise, who meet up in a pub to decide ahead of time what to say during their weekly marital therapy sessions. <laughs> uh, here... <laughs> That's a great idea. Here, Chris O'Dowd, who plays Tom, explains why this short-form 10-part series works so well. Here we go. It's the future of TV. Eventually, content will probably become a little bit shorter just because we're so used to shorter content. It's an interesting show because it's the 10 minutes before a couple go into marriage therapy every week. So I think watching any more than that would be just gruesome. Yeah! Forget how thick his accent is. Yeah, that's that's a really funny concept. 
uh, that they meet ahead of time to decide <laughs> what they're going to say during their marriage. <laughs> and their therapy sessions. I love him. He's awesome. He's great, man. He's great in just about everything you see him in. Yeah, if we you know that for a short run, uh, Preston, uh, Get Shorty uh, is on Netflix, the first season, and it's a different than the movie, but he, right. uh, Ray Romano's in it as well, and Chris O'Dowd, and uh, I really loved it. It's uh, it, it 10 good. episodes, and I think it came, I think the second season will be on Netflix uh, in a year or so. You uh, know, you were talking about therapy, Preston, though, and, and you brought up uh, last week about how, you know, uh, again, do you just start saying stuff and do you just say things? And, and that does happen occasionally where, like, oh, I got another 20 minutes. Oh, I never love my dad. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we got to fill this up. Let me come up with how much am I paying? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, State of the Union premiered last night, Sundance TV. Let's do the next clip. When Fox canceled Lucifer back in the spring of 2018, it left the series' third season on a massive cliffhanger. And then Netflix saved the day by renewing the show for a fourth season. And in this clip, Lucifer himself, Tom Ellis, explains what finding out uh, he had a, a job again felt like. Here we go. I knew for a good uh, 24 hours. I just, I, I didn't, I couldn't speak to anybody. I didn't assume that we were going to get picked up, but it just felt that, that it was like a show that people really loved. I don't give a f- uh, Lucifer season four premieres on Netflix tomorrow, by the way. Look at Netflix coming in and saving the day yeah. yet again yeah. for all those Lucifer fans. We might see, you know, more of that as uh, shows that have had a number of seasons, but no uh, conclusion yes. to them. Uh, try to find a place because an audience will gravitate to that and go check it out for at least a limited time. You know? And they, they've got money to burn. Yep. All right. And there you go. Your entertainment report. That's it. We're going to take a break. Don't forget, today is Tattoos Day. Your chance to win a free tattoo from the Preston and Steve Show. $350 gift card for world-famous Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo. Just text the word tattoo to 39333, and we'll send a word back to you. Or no, that's secret text. Right? <laughs> just text, and we'll pick a random winner. That's how we do it. So we'll take a break and be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Preston and Steve. What's new? Glad you asked. Rival Sons. The Revivalist. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Uh, Interesting piece of information came out the other day from Federal Communications Commission. They're warning uh, people against uh, scam robocalls that they say are targeting specific area codes in bursts. Uh, they they call them one. It's called a one ring scam. The one ring scam. Yeah. So the calls are uh, mostly coming from two 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 and two three two country codes, hmm. which are from the West African nations of Mauritania and Sierra Leone. This sucks because a lot of my friends live in Mauritania. Um, <laughs> so you get confused. I would imagine. Absolutely. I always pick up. <clears throat> in a press release, the FCC advises not calling those numbers back. Uh, the calls often result in permanent toll charges, so they'll get you that way. So what what uh, what are the prefixes, Preston? Again, two 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 and two three two. All right, mostly. All right. Uh, so they they said the the call is a one ring scam, which happens when a robocaller calls a number and hangs up after a ring or two. Uh, they may call repeatedly, hoping that you call back and run up a toll. That mostly is paid to the scammer somehow or another. They have it set up like that. Yeah, how the hell do they work that? I don't know. 
I, I've been, I've, I've gotten one, and I, by the way, I've become so desensitized, my entire family has, to the phone ringing and yeah. also our landline, that it just, it rings, and we just let it go. You can see on the TV monitor, you know, the number that's coming up, and if it's somebody you know, clearly you're going to pick it up, but... For the most part, we just ignore the landline. It's gotten bad, hasn't it? Uh, it just it just wears you down. Yeah, and every now and then I'll see one that's either, yeah, I know who that is, or one that's in the general vicinity. Uh, if it looks too much like our own phone number, I won't answer it because I know that that's a scam. But there's been one lately that was like coming out of like, you know, it says Hatfield or something, which is not Hatfield. Too, well, it's not too far away from me. I get the Hatfield ones all the time. Okay, well, who's on the, do you, talk, do you my, pick up? My call blocker picks it up. So okay. I, I have the uh, the app, the Robo Killer. Yeah. Right. But it, I mean, what Hatfield? Um, so the one that I've gotten two times, it's the exact same voice, and I don't know exactly what they say because I can't remember the name of the place. It says, uh, "Hi, this is Julie uh, from so and so, and right now I'm in the call center. Can you hear me? Okay. Oh, <laughs> that's the setup. And then you get the pause. Yeah, oh. and they're waiting for you to say yes because it's an affirmation." That they have on record that they record of you saying the word yes that they can use against you. Apparently, they'll they'll I guess pretend as if you said yes to something else. So I so the other day I got one and I just hung up immediately. The second time it came through a few days later. I'm like, okay, I'm going to see what happens if I just sit here and don't say anything because uh, I thought maybe a, a repeat would say exactly. Can you hear me? Okay. Right. Um, so I sat there for a length of time and nothing. So I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, and finally I just go, I, I change my voice and I go, go F yourself. <laughs> and hung up, and well, then they didn't say anything after I said that, so it was clearly a robocall, but but it was, it sounded legit. You would, yeah. you would, l- listen, if it's the end of the day, and they, a lot of times they'll call you in that, in that realm, you know, that, that time period right at 5.30 to 7.38 o'clock, you've just gotten home from work, you may have stuff in your hands or whatever, and they're going to prey upon you when you're the most likely to go, yes. And so once you say that, you know, they got the recording and they yeah. can use it. You said for other things, too. Yeah. And and that's how they get. And also a lot of times, sadly, senior citizens get targeted with this stuff and they start proffering information they shouldn't be giving over the phone. By the way, what do you hate worse, that or what happened to me yesterday? Somebody knocking on the door. Hi, I'm from so-and-so pest control. And uh, I've noticed a few things around your house here and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, like, dude, I'm just I, sitting here, man. I, I, mean, I shut it off because yeah. I, I just flat out go. <laughs> I said, uh, I'm on the radio and I get the service for free, so you can't beat that. <laughs> <laughs> and, then they, and then they just leave. Yeah, it, it's, oh, oh. Or just you say you work that. for the company they're there from, you know? Because I've I've tried to engage them. Like, okay, all right. All right, give me your pitch, whatever. And it takes forever. Some, and some are like pit bulls. They will not release. I, I try to be so. Listen, I understand that if you're if you're there and you're doing door to door and you're being paid by a company to do it, you're, you're trying to make a living. I have it. It is very annoying. But after a while, it's like get out of here. But then and and then you usually get the yeah. Well, the the so and sos and these guys and them and the, the they've all gotten on board. So great. clearly they're smart and you're stupid. I don't like them. Yeah. They're all pornographers. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot easier to ignore the call than it is the person oh, yeah. at your front door. Um, and uh, Steve, I got one. Um, I'm just scrolling through my phone, and if it's a um, if it's a phone call from out of the area. I just I never pick it up, right? So here's one from Greensboro, North Carolina. That's a three three six area code. Here's one from Johnsonburg, PA. That's eight one four. And then there's one from Vancouver, Washington, which is three six zero. But the one that I've gotten a lot recently is uh, a six one zero, which I'm a little more um, yeah. apt to pick up, and it's from Bastards. Parksburg, PA. And Parksburg. I, like, if it's 
If it's a 610 number that's calling me, it might just be a number that I don't have stored in my phone. Yeah. And so I'm a little more apt to pick it up. And I, But it, it just, inevitably, it's a scam. And yeah. so I don't even know how to block scams from with your, within your own area code. Unless your name pops up on my phone, I'm not answering it anymore. And also, Metro by T-Mobile is my uh, service provider. And um, it, it says a lot of times it'll say, scam likely. As it's, uh, right. as I get it's those coming now. over. I love, I love that. With the RoboCop, I have to say, I, I've been using it, and it'll say, uh, it'll spoof, it'll spoof back telemarketers, it'll say telemarketers, and as as you get these numbers, you add the ones that you believe to be the um, the spoof calls, but you can see, you can almost see the process of these companies working hard to foil all these systems, because they keep adapting, and uh, so, like, Hatfield has been one person, when you mentioned that, that's why I reacted, because I've been getting a ton of calls from Hatfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got one from 386 Country Code, which was Sylvania. Slovenia? Sylvania? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Sylvania, the TVs? <laughs> yes, right next to Motorola. <laughs> <laughs> and so I put it up on my Instagram kind of as a joke, and my friend texts me back. She's like, oh, maybe it was our Airbnb host trying to ask you questions. I was like, no, I'm not going to answer this call. Right. But I got shamed by my doctor's office because I had some procedures and they called back or maybe I called them or, or I finally answered the call. He's like, we've been trying to reach you. We haven't been able to. And I was like, I, I don't know what to do because when you guys call me, how do I know that this isn't a well, scam? Do they leave a voicemail for you? Yeah, but my phone doesn't tell me that I get voicemails. Dude, I, oh, well, that's, really? a, that's a well, feature that you'd want to have on your phone. So yeah. I have tried to set every notification. Oh, you get voicemails. We just won't tell you you have them. Remember you used to get the little squiggly thing up at the top and it would say you have a voicemail? Like, well, I, I right just get phone's a little different, but yeah. But, okay. yeah. So you'd have a little a little notification at the top that was kind of embedded in, like you couldn't make that go yeah, away if you had I, voicemails. I think you have a there, there, that's about, that's ridiculous that you would have a phone, you get messages, but you're not alerted to it. Tell me about it, and then but I just get the little uh, notification on the top, and then if you hit clear, it, it just goes away. Forever. Well, that's got to be an anomaly. That's not uh, that's not the telemarketer shutting off. You know, I mean that's. That's an anomaly with your phone. You, you, that's, that's ridiculous. You'd have a phone that wouldn't alert you to Well, I feel like just voicemails are like a, not pri- a non-priority anymore on your phone. They're not. They're, they're really not. I mean, they're, they're not a priority to me. I don't leave them. Um, yeah, and yeah. also, like, me when too. I... So I, I get when I get voicemails. What's mm-hmm. great is it, is it transcribes it for mm-hmm. you. Yep. So you can kind of like read and get the gist okay. This of is it. what they're getting. All right. Yeah. You know, all right. I should call this person back, or <laughs> yep. I should not call this person back. Uh, I'm going to go to some calls. I have uh, Mario on the line. Hey, Mario. Good morning. Hey, big brown Guatemalan. <laughs> two days two, in a row. Yeah. What's up, man? All right. Hey. So I get this phone call all the time. The first time I got it, I actually listened to it, but it goes like this. This is your captain speaking. <laughs> Notice that you went on a Disney cruise, and because of that, you're eligible for yada, yada, yada. I ain't never been on a cruise before. <laughs> I've gotten the cruise one. Yeah. The cruise yeah. one? You get the Same horn. You get the, one, yeah. you get the horn, and they, they make you feel like uh, you're going to the Caribbean. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is your captain speaking. Um, somebody... Your Scientology it. cruise is leaving in the morning. Pack <laughs> <laughs> your measles. You remember it was years ago I had actually signed my friend up to win an H2? Uh, yeah. And I, he won it. Uh, somebody was telling me not that long ago that they, they... Oh, not the same guy. But they had gotten a phone call because they had won something very similar. They won a car. And I go... And they were telling me about it. I go, well, did you sign up for it? And they were like, yeah. I go, well, then... Then yeah, you want a car? Like that's the, that's the thing. But, I would yeah. say that's their fault for not following through when they knew that they filled out something exactly. to win a car and then didn't respond. But, right. That's just flat out dumb. Well, it's I don't know if it's dumb, Steve, because of all these phone calls. 
It's like that's why why even sign up at those places if if you're eventually going to get an email or text message or a phone call saying that you won. Why even sign up? We're all on high pri- high alert. Like yeah. those people are at, are at the union game now, and I felt bad, and I just walked by them. But everybody with me stopped to give them the time of day because you know they're just doing their job. They want to get people signed up. Hey, by the way, going back to the the door to door stuff, would you rather be? Would you rather have someone you know coming by to sell you cable service or? Uh, you know, lawn care or uh, or uh, pest control, or would you rather get a uh, religious door to door? Religious? Thing? Would you really? Yeah. I find that's harder to skedaddle along than uh, yeah. than someone. The other stuff is not. Go ahead. I actually worked door to door for a day. For one day, I was selling door to door. It's the worst. Sure. But the way I look, I don't, I don't know, like the whole would you rather. But the bottom line is like. Whatever you're trying to sell me, I can probably just, not probably, I can definitely find it online. So why are you bothering me with this? At least with, I'm sorry. No, 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 go ahead. At least with the religious stuff, at least you're trying to like, you're not trying to sell me something. You're actually trying to do something good for me. You know what I mean? Like, Well, you think that, yeah. Yeah. Mm. It depends on, they might be pitching all kinds of religions that you you may not be interested in. So some religions cost more than others do. Yes, 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 it's true too. Anytime they're coming to the door, to me, it's it's like, like, oh, come on, this is my house. You know, and and again, if people come up, if they're passionate about the religion, thank you, no. If they're a political thing, I commend you for going out and being proactive. I whether I believe or don't believe with their belief. Thank you very much. Move on your way. Can you give me? Can you direct me to a website? Yeah. That's how I do it. Yeah. Or donations. I never give money this way. Right. If you can right. send me to a website and I like what you have to offer, I will gladly donate. I remember one time a kid was coming by and he was probably I don't know, the thirteen years old or something like that, and he was selling magazine subscriptions. Right. I don't want magazine subscriptions. You have any porn? Uh, so <laughs> do they? So he asks me, no, he asks me if I want to subscribe to this. And I go, yeah, no, thanks. He looks at me, he goes, really? (laughs) And I mean, like I stepped on his heart. Look at this place. You have a moat. Yeah. You can't afford magazines. And I'm like, yeah, really, kid. Get the hell out of here. Get get out of here. Stick the dogs on you. Let me go to, (laughs) let me go to Julia. Hi, Julia. Good morning. Julia, you're on the air. All right, she said she had a door-to-door uh, come by and scammed, but she's too busy listening to the radio. <laughs> We've gotten a, a few texts from people who are saying that they're getting the IRS scam. And I'm not sure exactly which one that is, but yes. um, the IRS will never call you. Of course uh, not. Th- that's just not how they operate. They'll send letters no, Nick, the they, mail. No, Nick, they will call you, and they'll ask for you to send your payment in iTunes okay. <laughs> credit. <laughs> right. That's how it works, and people will fall for that. No, that, just, that as, a, as a public service announcement, yeah. the IRS is never going to call you, so don't take that call. I'm afraid the only way I'm really going to find out if I with the IRS is when they actually come to my house to arrest me. You'll get a certified <laughs> letter. You'll get you'll get actual correspondence. But even that, I don't know how I can trust it. You know, well, like anybody can like put stuff on a piece of paper and put it in an envelope and send it to me. But you, it's it's a little bit if it's well, you know what you do it's is one ra- step further. You rather than call the number that's in the letter, you actually go look up you know an official number for the IRS and yeah. call them and say, "I got this letter." Can you direct me to somebody yes. to help me out? That's, that's a step. Do. You don't yeah. call that number. I'm going to go to uh, Christina. Hi, Christina. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Christina? So I actually actually called like 5 in the morning from Slovenia, the country. And it was like one of those one-ring scams. So I looked this up. Apparently, 
they call you and then they hang up and then when you call back they try to like connect you to like like a sex hotline or something really okay at least that's something like, yeah yeah i mean they, they, don't, they don't even do that with sylvania no well, I, I don't know. All I know is I, like, had answered it because my parents were out of the country at that time. And I was like, what happened? <laughs> and then it hung up, and I was like, I'm not going to call back. Thank you for it's calling Sylvania Sex Light. <laughs> so, oh, well, you, listen, uh, the, the, their goal is to keep you on and to charge yeah. you money. And, yep. and, and somehow, Preston, as you said before, they've, they've rigged a way so that the longer you're on, the more they make. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But this, so. apparently this is, a, this is a whole rash of these calls. And that's what the FCC is warning about. I'm going to go to uh, John, who is a door-to-door salesman. Hi, John, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, Preston. Hey, Gadzook. Hey, so how long did you do that? Uh, I've been doing door-to-door for like the past 10 years. Wow, okay. And what 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 are you door to dooring? What are you what are you selling? What what had you been uh, handling mostly? Uh, mostly was home remodeling and uh, solar power. And solar power, okay. <sighs> and so let me ask you a question: Ten years of doing that, John, have you ever had people just get absolutely irate with you stopping by? Oh, oh yeah, definitely. That's uh, it's a common place. You got to get used to it and uh, get over it. Well, John, so for me, when somebody comes to the door and I see that they're clearly working for a company, I, I, I try not to, I try to be accommodating and I understand that you're just trying to make a living and doing what they're doing. How how far do they did they instruct you to go to be persistent? Because the ones that annoy me are you know, the ones where I've already been totally accommodating and I understand, thank you very much, I appreciate what you're doing, good luck with the thing, and they still stand there and still try to get you going. What do they tell you to do to, to, to keep a client on the hook? Uh, basically, I've, I've heard as crazy as, uh, you know, basically almost put your foot in the door. Right. Uh, I never did anything like that, but, uh, they, yeah, it's, you know, you just want to keep overcoming the objections is what they tell you. You know, don't don't stop until you get, like, ten no's, until the customer wow. basically kicks you off the front of their house. What's the best way to send you away quickly without – see, I also worry about, like, pissing them off and them coming back and, like, you know, breaking my windows or egging my house or something <laughs> like that. Do you know I. I, I think you it's have your eggs. Fear. Yeah, it's the Jehovah's Witnesses leaving in the morning. Does everyone have their eggs? Well, I'm talking about like a door-to-door sales. <laughs> no, I know you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what what is the best way of being um, succinct and getting you out of there quickly? Uh, honestly, the best way is just to be polite. Say, hey, I understand you you have a job, but I, I don't need any of your services. Thank you very much. And uh, just you know, if they don't leave, just close the door and don't say anything. They're going to be upset, but okay, you know, John. Anybody ever threaten you over the years? Oh, yeah. I actually had a – I was a manager for a company, and I actually uh, saw a guy get punched in the face. Uh, <laughs> in, at the wow. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty crazy stuff. So what do you do? You call the cops, right? Uh, yeah. For that situation, yes, we had to call the cops, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah unfortunately, they got, they got involved. It's like, pff, pff, well, listen, pff, you could really use some aluminum siding. <laughs> right. You're still trying yeah, to make the sale. Spitting up blood. Uh, do people ever use it? And I've never used this term in my life. Get off my property. Uh, yes, plenty of times. I had a guy kick me off the front of his house. He said, go get a real job and get off my yard. Uh, well, they, listen, it, how persistent were you? Uh, I was pretty persistent. Um, but I, I also understand that it, you're, you're entering somebody's home. You can't be like, like an over-aggressive sales tactic. So you got to be respectful of, of their home, you know? Right. Well, I wonder what the laws are. Uh, you know, so 
obviously there's a gray area. You can go up to someone's property and, and go up to their front door. There, My neighborhood says no soliciting. No soliciting. So when people pull into your neighborhood, is there are there is there signage posted that says no soliciting? It used to be. I think somebody took that down. Probably a solicitor. Yeah. Yeah, John, what's the story on something like that? If there's if there's an indication that says no soliciting, are you then not allowed? Uh, so technically in some situations like in PA where you got townships, you aren't allowed to solicit at all. Others, you can uh, you can get badges from the county or the township where you're allowed to actually go and knock on doors, even if it says no soliciting because you have a permit you paid to go knock on. John, have you ever did you ever use the tactic where you pretend you're a long lost family member with luggage? <laughs> <laughs> no, I really okay. worked out. <laughs> hey, and I just happened to pick up what is a revolution in vacuum cleaning. Yeah. All right, thanks, John. I appreciate it. My friend uh, Will was a long time. Uh, he was a door to door vacuum cleaner salesman. No, I'd, buy, I'd buy from Will, a company called Kirby. And oh, they, and they still do it. They really? They still do door-to-door vacuums. You yeah. just don't see you that. You think it's out of the 1950s or 60s. With they, the dust on the floor, the yeah. big little samples and stuff like this, that? Look at this, ma'am. Look yeah. at this. How clean do you think this carpet yeah. is? Go get your vacuum cleaner right now. Vacuum across this. I'm going to show you something. Yeah, I'm gonna, let me take a dump on your floor yeah. real quick. No, so they'll, they'll have, yeah. them, they, they have them use their own vacuum cleaner, clean it up, and go, watch this. And then they take the Kirby out and go back and forth and look at all <laughs> that dirt. That Goddamn, things not working. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Yeah. This is not working. This I, is um, very unlike Kirby, which is a sensational product. I am so sorry. I, it usually does not strip up hardwood like that. <laughs> uh, but it, there's countless. I mean, that's the stuff of a fifty sitcom. Yep, yep. And the foot in the door and mm-hmm. uh, little lady. Mm-hmm. So I have a dog that goes crazy when people come to the door. Same so here. That's that's extra. Two of them. Yeah, and this, so it's extra frustrating when. Yep. When I don't, I'm just sitting in the back room, dude. You know, whatever you're selling, man. I'm. I don't want it. With I the, don't. I, if I wanted it, I, I would have called you. you I know? was pleasuring mice. <laughs> just show up. Wouldn't that be great? Yes. You show up with a thing of tissues, and every time go to the door. I bet you, you'd get them to leave quickly if you right. like, like, you know, whatever you're using, hand lotion yeah. and tissues. I was just taking care of myself. Say, what do you want? I was almost there. I was yeah. almost I was there. You right on the edge it. of yeah. it, and you ruined it. Could you? Get- and you expect me to buy your product now? I had just <laughs> driven the babysitter home. Oh. Could you get in trouble Damn. if you came to the door aroused and naked like uh, that? Uh, if it's on your property, on your property. I, I'm not sure. Um, technically, I, there's, maybe there's a gray yeah. area. But I was the trick is there. how quickly can you get aroused? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. And Pretty naked. Ah, yeah. damn it! Hang, I on, kn- Hang on, I'll be right there. <laughs> I'll be right I bought there. these. <laughs> I bought these tearaway pants from Chippendales. Uh, I got to run to the bathroom real quick. I'm Hang on. I'm calling. Right. I'll be right there. All right. Yeah. You get to the door. How badly do you want this sale? Yeah. Uh, I tell you what. I was almost yeah. done. Give How me- bad do you want this? <laughs> complete your com- complete your pitch before I'm flaccid and I'll buy it. <laughs> Uh, hang on. I'm going to go to, uh, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Good morning. I have a stomach of iron, but I am a gagger. I have oh, no idea. What no, you're what is about. that? It was me. Oh, it was you? Yeah. We're talking about, uh, contact pu- puking. Oh, I have a stomach of iron, but what? Casey? But I, I am a gagger. I am a gagger. Thank you. I am a gagger. Uh, I'm not saying it again. <laughs> Jamie, thank you. We needed that. What's up, man? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, there's like a long standing joke about family life. My grandmother used to let the, um, the Jehovah Witnesses go through their whole spiel and then just say, "You know what? I'll pray for you," and close the door. <laughs> oh, really? They'll, they'll yeah. listen. They're 
you commend them for their <laughs> being resolute. A friend of mine actually used to keep the watchtowers that he would get at the door and hand them back to them when they would come back to the door. Oh, really? Yes. Can I interest you in some some literature? But, uh, yeah, I, I find the most – the one that I don't ever quite get is I get barrage with the um, – Buying your energy from the, you know, yeah. do you get those oh, at the door? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm um, like, please direct me to a website. I'll take I, a look at it. I yeah. get it in stores. I've been to, you? Wal- yeah, to uh, a, a very big market, a mart, if you will. <laughs> uh, and uh, I walked into this mart. And uh, as soon as I walked in, it was like, hey, are you uh, happy with uh, Pico as your, your yeah. you know, your electric provider? And I, and I was like, yeah, I'm here to buy M&Ms, you know. And it yeah. was just one of those things where. Uh, but they they descended on me as I after I got the greeting from the really nice old man that works near the front door. There were three of them that came over and were checking on my my power supply. That's, it's too much. Like you're there to yeah. buy chunkies and they're talking about yeah. Uh, ED. Yeah. yeah. See, I get it. I've gotten it from friends actually. That whole power thing. One guy called me. Is it a was, pyramid scheme? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's a pyramid scheme. But it, listen, you know they're they're just trying to make money or or whatever. But. The last guy who did it thought he was calling, or at least that's what he told me, thought he was calling another Casey. Oh, uh-huh. oh, dude. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm so sorry. But now they got you on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> you want to like, save money on your power bill? This yeah. is a friend of yours? Not really. Okay. He's somebody that has my phone number. An acquaintance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like a scam. That's not cool. Uh, speaking of that, I'm going to go to Ian because he gets calls about the electric bill. Hi, Ian. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, my man. It's going good. What's up, bud? I get these calls at least once every two to three days about how I have I have never missed a payment on my electric bill. So I'm eligible for a great rate on a new electric plant. I don't have an electric bill. Oh, really? I, yeah, dude. I live with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow or another, they tracked you down. That's why your record's so good. Yeah, exa- dude, I get it about my car, too. Like, all the time. Every three or four days. Your car has an extended warranty and we're we're trying to get you to keep this warranty i buy all my cars as is yeah none Ian, of them we, have warranties no we we get barrage with those uh, on cars that we traded in years ago that we i mean yeah. every for the past i'd say seven or eight cars that we've had or six or i mean no matter how many cars it is we get these things for extended warranties cars we don't even own and they exactly. they will they will keep on it and you get calls every couple of days and it's just as annoying as F. It's insane. It's insane. And yeah. they're always the same. The number will change, but it's always the same yep. exact mm-hmm. message. All right. Thanks, Ian. But, I mean, they're, they're, they're playing that the likelihood they get a hold of somebody who has never missed their payment. Right. And sure enough. You know, I mean, they're just playing a numbers game. Oh, I thought you were a, a different Casey. Right. It's yeah. like the guy that hits on every girl at the bar. One yeah. of them's going to say hi. Totally. That's all. Yep. And one of them's going to give it up. You never know. So uh, I'm going to go to... Uh, hang on a second, Casey, to answer your question about coming to the door naked, I have, uh, Stuart on the line. Hey, Stuart, good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, what's up, dude? Listen, uh, I don't know, about eight years ago, nine years ago, I was sitting around doing nothing, and I looked out the front window, I live in South Philly, and I got a big front window, and, uh, I see all these people coming around with the white shirts, black tie, I'm like, oh, it's Sunday. They come knock on the door, and I just I drop the shorts off and walk straight to the door. I'm hung like a gnat, so it doesn't make it. <laughs> you didn't figure it'd be so abrasive. Thing, you know, but I walk straight to the door like that, and uh, 
Yeah, they never came back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, so you were flat out naked and opened the door. I had a T-shirt and shorts on. It was like nine in the morning on a oh. Sunday. You know, you get done party. Oh, we thought you were full blown naked. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I just dropped them straight to the floor and walked straight. Oh, you oh. dropped them? Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. Thanks. You made Stuart. your point. Appreciate it. I guess that might work. Um, so they're, they're saying that this the scam is getting uh, bigger and bigger. And listen, there's a new one that pops up every month, roughly. Uh, but this one they're saying is a, is an easy one to fall prey to, and it's a one ring scam. So if you see these calls coming in and nobody's leaving a message or whatever, you don't have to call the number back. Don't. If it's important, they'll leave a message, or if they know you, they'll text you or something like that. But you know? it's it's a good point to realize how. Um suspicious we are of everything yeah and, and just it, it so calls that could be legit aren't even making it through because you're just saying nah that's garbage i have to remind myself when i see numbers pop up i'm like okay did i have an appointment right this week or is there you know, are we expecting somebody to come by for some type of service or something and it happened with pen medicine yeah yeah, yeah. you know so but, to me. what you got to do is you got to put that number in your contacts so that when it calls, when the call comes through, it'll recognize it. But sometimes they call from office numbers, right? That, right, right yeah. You know that are, uh, you know, and it's not the same as as the the, the call center right. that you go through. And I, I got excited, doctor, at you know that uh, appointment where I was getting tested for allergies, and they were calling me, and I didn't recognize the number, and I didn't answer it, and they, you know, fortunately, they left the information that I needed. But yeah, I hope they, I hope on that end, they're getting more savvy to making sure they get the message through to you, because it's like, man, you just become more and more uh, closed in. Yeah. Uh, so keep an eye on uh, calls coming from 222 and 232, but there are other uh, uh, prefixes as well. And save the WMMR number in case we call you for a secret text word. Uh, yeah, or something sometimes like that. there's like money and things like that <laughs> that we true. might give you. So just a heads up on that whole thing. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. I would like to give away, and this is no scam, I have a $50 Acme gift card. Oh, oh nice. I do. Uh, we'll take caller number 15 at 215-263-WMMR. Spring is here. Your local Acme is stocked and ready with the freshest meats and produce. It's a perfect time to fire up the grill. Of course, taking a game. Discover why springtime is better with Acme. Your favorite local supermarket, Acme, is the official supermarket of the President Steve Show. So caller 15, going to give that to you. We'll come back in a second. And Bizarre File Stories are on the way next. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Files. And this morning is brought to you by Mulch Works of Aston, Pennsylvania. Offering mulch, topsoil, compost, decorative and crushed stone, grass, seed, straw, and more. Mulch Works delivers to residential and commercial markets. Visit them online at mulchthis.com or stop by in person to meet their friendly staff. Well, a man is accused of ordering three teenagers out of a community pool area. And to prove his point, he fired a gun at them. Hmm. Authorities said Richard Marcel confronted a group of teens at a community pool. 
Uh, the pool is for residents, and authorities said that one of the teens who lives in the community had two friends with him as guests at the time of the incident. Well, that seems like a gun offense. Police said the teens were not aware Marcel had a gun in his left hand. Surveillance images show a man identified as Marcel holding the weapon while on the pool deck. Get out of the pool. A uh, deputy said Marcel pulled a handgun out and fired a round into the ground next to the group. Authorities say that uh, Marcel's a member of the Homeowners Association. Uh, never thought to say skedaddle. And uh, told the teens that he was enforcing pool hours and that the pool area closed at sunset. But officials said the teens told Marcel that they were staying after they noticed a sign that read the pool closed at 10 p.m. And it was only 9 p.m. And Marcel said, no, you are not. And then he shot at them. Wow. It's a very militant homeowners association. Officials said the HOA did change the pool area hours, but you know what? They hadn't alerted the homeowners or posted the new hours. Then the kids were right. They just didn't tell anybody. He was about to go get the tank, Preston. Uh, police said the teens were stunned when asked if Marcel really shot at them. And Marcel allegedly said, and I quote, yes, I am putting my own life at risk. <laughs> Who puts these idiots in charge? You have Mark- a gun? Yeah. Okay. We're putting you there. You're our, <laughs> ma- you're our pool guy. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. Now, what do you have? I have a samurai sword. Okay. You'll run all our picnics. Uh, Marcel's neighbor said that he does a lot for them. Saying sure he does. He's not the kind of person to carry a gun or threaten children, but police said surveillance images suggest otherwise. I wonder if there's like a little sticky on the, th- that particular gun that says pool gun. Right. Exactly. A man was dashed to the hospital after he shot himself in the penis. Uh, Peter Jacobson's alleged uh, 22 caliber gun dropped out of his pocket, hit the ground, and fired on a busy street on Wednesday. Oh, my balls! And the bullet hit the man's manhood while he was in Lincoln, Nebraska. He has had treatment in the hospital to gruesome injuries to his genitals. Gruesome. Uh, the man remains in a non-life-threatening condition in the hospital, but has been charged with various offenses. Do you think that's how the doctor presents it to him? Oh. I've seen your sack, and it's gruesome. Uh, police believe that he was simply walking the streets when the gun fell out of his pocket. No holster. Jacobson had been charged on suspicion of discharging a firearm in the city and possession of a deadly weapon by a prohibited person. Now, in March, a 46-year-old man shot himself in his penis after his pistol fell out of his waistband in another unfortunate accident. He was going to a convention of uh, pool security guards. It seems to be happening quite a bit lately, actually, that people are shooting themselves in the penis. My favorite footage is of the guy doing the flip at the wedding. Oh, my God. The FBI agent. With a gun in his pocket. Uh, police in Winnipeg say, uh, Case, you'll love this. Yeah. One of their officers was zapped in the face with oh. a stun gun ah. while he and another officer tried to arrest a suspected car thief. In yeah. the face. In the face! Yeah. In the face! <laughs> officers were stopped by a group of people who told them a uh, male was trying to steal a nearby vehicle and was inside it kicking at the windshield. Uh, police say the officer found the suspect inside the car, but he locked the doors and refused to come out. Uh, the owner of the vehicle eventually unlocked the car, but police say the suspect still refused to exit, and he fought with the officers when they tried to treat, uh, tried to arrest him. Uh, they said the officers tried to taser the suspect, but he was able to get his finger onto the trigger and allegedly zapped one of the officers in the face before mm-hmm. they finally in subdued him. Yeah, so um, I saw something on the internet. It looked like it was like taser rugby. Have you guys seen this? No, at all? but I'm intrigued. Okay, well, we'll I'll, we'll investigate it after. This. All right. Okay. A uh, video taken by a bystander shows the two officers struggling with the suspect on the pavement outside of the car while 
uh, the clicking of the energy weapon is audible. Police say they believe the uh, recent <laughs> drug use may have played a role in the incident. And both officers later attended a hospital for treatment of their injuries. Uh, they uh, for the injuries that they had sustained. Sometimes those tasers don't work. I've seen cases where they have a guy and they'll fire two tasers at him. Nothing. Yep. They're, they're so strung out on something. Yep. Has I'll no effect. Now, I only bring this up because a funny name is involved in this. Right. So we need sometimes. Uh, the University of Texas Police Department is actively investigating an indecent exposure incident near the West J.J. Pickle Research Campus. <laughs> West J.J. Pickle Research? That is correct. So if you're going to whip your schlong out, yes, you make... do it at the Pickle Research Campus. Seems appropriate. Uh, the witness stated that a man approached her in the Circle Drive off of the Mopac Frontage Road to ask for directions. And while speaking with the man, she says he exposed himself. The witness immediately called 911. The suspect was described as a white male in the 30s with shaved brown hair and a thin build. Hanging out in front of the Pickle Research Department. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. How about this one? A man with a service dog was taken into custody and then hospitalized Saturday after he bit a Cleveland police officer. Not the dog, the man. The man. Yes. Uh, the incident happened at Cleveland Hopkins International Airport. <coughs> Fido, you do it like this. Uh, police were called to assist TSA. The man who was being disruptive, the man became combative and bit one of the officers. Police did not say... <laughs> Where the officer was bit, he was taken into custody and admitted to the medical center for an evaluation. Police took a service dog to the city's kennel. Uh, the incident is still under investigation, and the officer was not seriously hurt. <laughs> All right, and then we'll do one more story, and then we will wrap it up. And this is on the heels of uh, the Kentucky Derby. Uh, if you're interested, uh, you can pay $200 for a jar of poop from the 1997 Kentucky Derby winner, How Silver Charm. exciting. Charm. Uh, the jars by Kentucky for Kentucky went on sale May 1st. The Lexington Herald leader reports artist Coleman Larkin is the mastermind behind the expensive crap. Uh, sales from the Derby Turds will go toward <laughs> Derby old, Derby old Friends Farm in Georgetown, a thoroughbred retirement facility Silver Charm calls home. Newspaper says supply of the resin-coated feces is limited. Larkin says the most difficult part of the creative project is asking the type of people that own million-dollar thoroughbreds if I can please have some horse turds to put in jars. <laughs> I have a jelly jar at home full of uh, some of Willie Shoemaker's semen. Oh, no way. Yeah. Wow. And uh, we just love that. We're very one proud of, the, of it. One of the all-time great one uh, of the great jockeys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, and there you go. <laughs> Uh, that's what I don't know why you have a semen, but well, you know. because we ran out of the jelly. Oh, yeah. that's oh. what it was. <laughs> we needed something to fill it up. Right, and there you go. Him Will, yeah, Willie's a family friend. Uh, that is what we have in the uh, bizarre file for you this morning. And now we're going to talk to a client. Yeah. There we go. Uh, right after that. <laughs> It is summertime, and uh, of course that means firing up the grill. If you have not done it yet, I'm I'm a year-round griller. I grill when it's snowing out. I don't care. I just love it anyway. Uh, but we are happy to welcome from Acme Markets, Mr. Charlie Bell. Yeah, hey! How you doing, Charlie? Great, Preston. Thanks for having us. You bet, man. So we're doing a meet and eat. You guys have been grilling out downstairs or outside? or Outside, yes. Okay. Yeah, chef down there grilling. Bringing You're up some good stuff. Grillers in the mist. Oh, my Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> nice play. Dude, that's great. Go. It's a good one, right? Griller yeah. in the mist. You could do like an apron with that. Yeah. And, yeah. Ape. I love it. Yeah. Ape. Oh, my God. It just writes itself. It does. 
Uh, by the way, Charlie goes way back with us. The very first time at the uh, Camp Out for Hunger that we had our satellite Acme store on location, uh, Charlie was the guy that ran that for us. Set everything in motion, yep. and it's been a success uh, thanks to all that. You, you guys, listen, the, the Camp Out would be nothing without Acme uh, participating. It's awesome. That is an absolutely great partnership, and that was that was one of the best times of my career was was running that store. Nice. What, what, second, do you, what do you do now? What's your your title? Right now, I'm an assistant sales manager for Meat and Sufi, Sufi, Seafood. So basically, or Sufid. Yeah, yeah. Like Sufid is, is the new big thing, Preston. It's yes. like the Impossible Burger. We say stuff like that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, yeah, you know so, you're going to get some Sufid stuff when you get to work today. Right? I'm going to get killed when I get back to the office. <laughs> yeah. Especially because you went back to it a couple of times. Like that sounds right. Yeah. Sufi, Sufid, of course. Yeah. It, it comes from the Suf. <laughs> It was the look that, yeah, you just messed that word up. Uh, it's all good. All right, so you handle the, the meat and seafood. Correct, yes. All right, that's cool. And you guys, this is your busy time of year, I would assume, Oh, absolutely. Right? Growing time. I mean, yeah. we have the blocks that have, you know, anything you could look for for grilling with double-thick steaks to to burgers to kebabs to anything you could look for, we have it. What, what moves the most? Is it like uh, ground beef or something like that as far as... Uh, you know, getting stuff for the grill when you when you guys are selling? Well, absolutely. Ground beef is a staple in everybody's basket. I mean, that's just about in everyone's basket. But, you know, the double-thick steaks, anything for the grill, yeah. you know, it just it just takes off. And, you know, seafood's the same way. I mean, people are getting more comfortable cooking seafood now. So. All right. You're having you're having a party, and, and you're, you really want to impress people. What are you, you going to bring from Acme? Throw so, on the so, grill. And you're grilling. You. We're talking you specifically. So me specifically. You want to blow it out. I'm, I'm a boneless ribeye guy. Ooh. Yeah. I, it's the best steak, the most taste, tasty steak. Okay. Um, you know, and then along with that, some nice 16 to 20 jumbo shrimp. Okay. I like it. So, yeah. You know what? Shrimp's on the grill. I haven't done that in a while. I need to do that. Really? Yeah, yeah. I figured you'd be doing stuff like that all the time. Not shrimp. I, I do a lot of, uh, we do, we, we're, we're big, we do a sous vide family. <laughs> No, we we do a lot of steaks. My kids have we've we've always ate steak and and they they appreciate it. But I've become more and more of, of throwing seafood on the grill and I mainly do salmon. But I want to move over to some tuna and stuff like that. All right, so, so, tuna is very easy to cook on the grill. Tuna is yes, yeah. yeah. Is salmon still popular? Because uh, grilled salmon. That's actually I hated sous and then somebody <laughs> actually having grilled salmon is what turned me around. And now salmon's my main. That's my jam. Yeah, so salmon we sell we sell it in two different size portions. Okay, a five ounce portion, and then you know we joke and call it the man size, the eight ounce right uh, portion, which is perfect for the grill. And then we sell the salmon fillet as well. When you mm. grill a, a tuna steak, how long do you put it on the grill? Because I like it uh, medium rare at best. I, I'm basically I drop it on there, sear it, turn it over, and it's done. So like five minutes, two minutes, two minutes. Yeah, okay, yeah. get it nice and hot. Yep. You rebel. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's red inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love that. That's the way to go. Nice. Uh, and by the way, you guys, so uh, I've been hitting this. You've been doing this uh, shop at home, or I mean, they, they uh, will deliver uh, groceries to you now through Acme, which is pretty amazing. Yes, we're doing quite well with that, and it is growing. Um, obviously, it's it's huge in the city, but it is growing in our suburbs as well. Yeah, I, I see here's, the trucks all the time. A lot of people, when, they, when, when you think of that, it might be, well, listen, you, you're, you're elderly, you can't, you know, drive or something like that, and that's perfect for that. But also, when you've got a gazillion things going on, yeah, mm-hmm. and taking that, you know, 45 minutes or whatever to go shopping, if you don't have time to do that, then do this. It's uh, 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 www.shop.acmemarkets.com. And right. even if you just use it for that one or two times, 
it's going to save you a lot of time. Yeah, I have a friend that just had a baby. I got her a gift card so that she could do that because she can't leave with the baby now, and especially when the weather's bad and she needs supplies. That's what she got. It is the ultimate convenience factor is that you don't have to get up. You can just do it. You can do it from anywhere. You can do it from your office, the phone, you know, home. And then have it there when you get there. Someone else's home? Yeah. Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, it doesn't wherever. matter. Yeah. Um, all right. So, anyhow, you guys, what are you guys cooking up for us today? Okay. So, we have some Rostelli Kraft Burgers. Um, the there, hell is that? There is a Angus Burger. should be a turkey burger. Wow. And a salmon burger. Yay. Yay. Dude, I we, so we've been making salmon burgers lately. They're great. I yeah. love yeah. salmon burgers. Yeah, I'm probably gonna have one of those today. The turkey, the turkey breast burger is the one of the best turkey burgers I've ever Maybe had. Maybe I'll have that. Maybe I'll. <laughs> you have that, so I can have the salmon. Okay, fair enough. Thanks. All right, cool. Well, thank you for being here today. No, thank you. And uh, we'll, you know what? I'll, I'll use this opportunity to give away another fifty dollars Acme gift card. Nice. Uh, pick. Uh, let's say would pick a caller, not a gigantic number, but you know, let's go twelve. All right, twelve. I like it. Call her 12, 215-263-WMMR. And uh, don't forget, yes, uh, <laughs> www.shop.acmemarkets.com. You have the del- orders delivered in as little as two hours. That's pretty amazing. It's amazing. All right, so Acme, your favorite local supermarket. Thank you very much, Charlie Bell. Yeah, hey! We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. I have a word that I want to tell you about. Yes. It's kind of interesting. We'll be right back. Bud Light presents... Barbecue 2019, Saturday, May 18th, BB&T Pavilion. It's time for flip-flops and tank tops, yo. As MMR kicks off your summer concert season, eight killer bands on one stage. Shine down. All you'll ever be is a fading memory of a Joe Jett and the Blackhearts. Plus GA performances from Fozzie, Bad Wolves, The Glorious Sons, and Sarabo. Lawn tickets start at just $25 for a full day of rock. MMRBQ 2019. Presented by Bud Light. Brewed with hops, barley, water, and rice. And sponsored by Rita's Water Ice and Godshaw's Turkey Bacon. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I had a text from somebody that says, nice to hear something besides I love rock and roll. It's a great song. You know what song I, we should play before the MMRBQ? A song of hers that I actually liked a, a lot was, um, well, actually there's a few of them, uh, but Fake Friends. You remember oh, that song? I, yes, it's a great song. I love that song. That, Let's play her, that. Their version of Crimson and Clover was great. There's a lot of really good stuff. I mean, she, listen, she, you know... She has all uh, the documentary on her that came out last year is phenomenal. If you want to, before you see, didn't see it, the MMRBQ to get the the length and breadth of her career and what she did and what she meant to music and it's she's awesome. I got to see that. I think I heard yesterday we're going to do a block party weekend all weekend too. So if you want to expand your knowledge, because mm. I'm you guys are saying songs that I don't know. No, so yeah. now I'm going to be tuned in. We yeah. have fake friends are good, I don't even see it in our system. No, here. I mean I've n- I've never heard it before. Well, we will we will get it and maybe play it tomorrow. If we have to play it ourselves, Preston, we will. You mean you and me? Absolutely. On instruments and oh, absolutely. singing. Okay. I have my egg over here, <laughs> and we'll do it. Uh, so I stumbled across something I've never heard of. <laughs> Yesterday, and so we got the wildest text message. Yeah, I got a text <laughs> message to the, the the show, and I said I'm going to tell you about something, and I'm not going to tell you what it is because I don't want you to look it up ahead of time. And I didn't. And there's there's all kinds of naughty terms that you can find on the Urban Dictionary, things like we've mentioned before, like the hot Carl and 
Dirty Sanchez. And it's, you know, some of these are disputed as to if they really exist or not. They're just something somebody made up that sounds outrageous. <laughs> this is legitimate. This is legitimate. This yes. is something people actually do. It's called, and I just love the name of this, it's called Figging. Figging. Yeah. Okay, so figging. And uh has kind of a, ben- a benign name. We right. think of the fig. Right, exactly. Right. You, you fig know, leaf. Fig Newtons. Fig Newtons, which I love. They're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. That's where my mind went. Uh, you can get, you know, candied figs and stuff like that. James Bond always has figs for breakfast. Uh, that's not what this is. All right. Uh, figging is a form of sensation play that was once a form of animal cruelty, but has since been adopted as a human kink. Despite its name, no actual figs are used in the process of figging at all. And I'll explain the origin of the name as well, because that's quite intriguing, too. All right. Uh, the classic, and I will, I will. So Bill doesn't have a heart attack. I will, I will dance I around. I guarantee you, he's trembling right now. I will dance around. <laughs> I don't this like is. this. The classic definition of figging, if you will, involves placing a piece of raw peeled ginger into someone's backside. Though this has since been expanded to include other orifices. Ginger. It's ginger. And Why it's, ginger? It's also called gingering, okay? But the 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 long-standing name is figging. And the reason ginger, Casey, is because it creates a warm, tingling, or burning sensation that some people find erotic, intense, humiliating, or painful in an exciting way. If the ginger is intended for the back size, the backside... <laughs> Um, and I guess you call a ginger root a finger. I think I guess that's because that's the way it's referred to in here. You take a finger of ginger and peel it. Is that the usually the like, because when I've had ginger in like a uh, a health drink, it blows out your sinuses. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it it it's, it's real. It's sometimes too much to take. It's got a very powerful. That's Taste, yeah, and and and, a, and it's very pungent as well. But yeah, Steve, if, if you eat it, you can you can not unlike horseradish. Oh my god, like yeah, especially okay. if they put too much in. So this you're sticking in your butt. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it and and what they do is you take a finger of ginger. It's peeled and carved into a tapered point with a wider flange at the end so it doesn't get lost in there. Okay. Uh, though ginger is most common, the most common <sighs> food stuff for figging. What's wrong with people? You can also use anything that gets you hot. Hot peppers, cinnamon, garlic, pepper, oh Tabasco God. sauce, peppermint oil can also be used depending on your pain tolerance and how well stocked your pantry is. And this all falls under the name figging. Figging. And I'll explain where that term came from. Okay, moment. and okay. and so the desired result is sort of an sort of an, a kink, an S and Mish kind of uh, so hurts so good. You either you either like that sensation or you like the pain that it brings you. So, so I think I'm more a Marianne. So you might you might find it uh, you pleasurable or painful, but if you like pain, then that's that's your thing. Wow. Uh, dusting also dusting a person's nether bits with ground ginger powder has also been described as figging. Okay. Okay. It's gonna be really hard to have my juice drink. Okay, so knowing that it's applied this way. Why is it called figging? All right. Well, the term fig likely comes from uh, 
and it's spelled F E A G U E. Fague, maybe I or, okay. or fague. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Which involves the practice, and listen to this: is legitimately done putting ginger or another irritant like live eels in a horse's butt. What? Okay. Why would well, you do that? To make it this? to make it carry its tail higher and make it appear more spirited. According uh. to the dictionary of the vulgar tongue written in 1811 by Francis Gross, yeah, perfect name. To feed a horse to put ginger up a horse's fundament and formally, as it is said, a live eel to make him lively and carry his tail well. Fig is used figuratively for encouraging or spiriting one up. It can also mean to decorate or improve in appearance throughout artificial means. Why not just play uh, Katrina and the Waves? They used to do that, dude. They used to shove ginger and live eels in horses' butts. To make them appear more peppy and lively? Yeah, if they were showing them. You know, if they were show right. horses and they would they would hold their tail up. How about a carrot? Because they got an eel in their ass. Oh, my God. So I, Would they ask, is this horse genuinely excited or is there an eel up its butt? Right. I mean, ginger roots aren't that big, right? Like the little finger. Want to try one out? Well, I, I have some in my fridge right now. Is right. What Not oh, that I'm going to try oh. it. Somebody's going to no. get frisky tonight. No, I've been cooking and trying to use it up because I bought this huge well, ginger Well, now you have an root. option. Yeah. No. Some of them, no, some of them are big. Some of them can, can uh, they, they twist in weird shapes and stuff like they that. They look weird. You've already seen the ones that are for, you know... For the consumer to purchase. Yeah, here you go. Here's a picture of like a full ginger. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, I guess they kind of like start to curl up a lot. Yeah, and I guess that's why they call them fingers because they kind of take on the shape of a hand a little bit. It does look like an arthritic hand. Nick, did you find fingering on Wikipedia? Or finger. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yep. That and gingering. Wishful thinking. Uh, In a moment, look up fingering on Wikipedia. Yeah, I mean, uh, faging or feging um, is, uh, this is a historical practice. And uh, like you said, it was to make the uh, horses... Have their tails up, and so it was for show, and apparently it worked. Okay. That's nauseating. Yeah. Uh, So, here you go. So, uh, the question in this article says, why do people like to stick ginger there? Uh, Popular, unsubstantiated lore claims that Victorians used figging to punish wayward students, but this is Victorians we're talking about, so they, if they did practice figging, they may have also been doing it for its kinkiness. Uh, Today, people do it because they like to feel the burn. Uh, but no. every, everybody is different. Whereas some might find the sensation of ginger unbearable. Yes. Others find it fairly benign and tingly, like a mouthwash for it's one's colon. So tingly. Is there? Do they claim, or is there any aspect of this that is medicinal? Uh, no. Okay. No, it's no. just kinky stuff. Yep. Uh, so others don't like it, but uh, that's the entire point, <sighs> especially when one is a masochist or doing an erotic power exchange with a sadist or dominant. I, this, how do, again, how does this ever cross someone's mind to to apply it this way? Uh, knowing what I know of just having like a, an overly large piece of fig in uh, in a in a drink, uh, I mean of, of a of a not fig of a, of a ginger, man, it lifts your head off. Uh, the buildup is slow, apparently, as the ginger oils mingle with the delicate tissues in that region. Uh, the recipient will feel a warmth, then a tingling, then more and more of a burning sensation. Uh, then to, the saber dance. Uh, to increase the intensity, uh, the fig E can uh, clench their butt muscles 
And uh, figures can strengthen the ginger's uh, potency by fermenting it if they want to as well. Oh, oh because it's not good enough. Yeah. You got to get a little extra kick to it. Yep, exactly. This is the, one of the most revolting things I've ever heard. Yeah, I thought you guys would find it interesting. Yeah. Figging. So, and, and a common practice now? I don't know how common, but okay. yeah, it's it's known in wow you know, kind common, of kink community. Common enough to show up on Wikipedia and Urban Dictionary. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, there's enough of a uh, history and evidence of it that the that this exists. It's also in Fifty Shades of Grey. Is oh, it? The internet just taught me that it's not called figging, but I don't even think I can read. They use this, ginger, but peeled ginger root. Okay. Inserted is all I can read. No kidding. In Fifty Shades of Grey, the movie or the book? I think it's in the book. Okay. I didn't see it in the movie. Yeah. So it's probably not used, but yeah, so she can clench. So they said that the most likely snafu in this article would be not making the base wide enough. That's an old... And then you lose your ginger. That's yeah. obvious. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to lose your ginger. Uh, you do need to make sure that the ginger in question is smooth with no rough patches or edges on it because there can We're not be barbarians. Abrasion. That must be where that term, uh, don't lose your ginger, comes from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me go I listen to that. I don't want to lose my ginger, but this is some crazy <laughs> stuff. I'm, I'm going to go to Katie. She works with horses. Oh, She's boy. familiar with this. Hi, Katie. Good morning. Dilly Vellati. Dilly Vellati. Hey, so hey f- figging, you've heard of the term, Katie? Yes, I have, unfortunately. Is it it's, still um, used today? You know, it's not supposed to be. I mean, it's um, they've, they've really cracked down on a lot of the practices with the horses. But there are several breeds of show horses that are... Um, one of the things we're looking for is they're supposed to be very animated and they, they have a high tail carriage. Okay. So they, they have, they had found all kinds of creative, let's call it ways of trying to get a horse to, um, to react that way. And gingering is one of them or figging. Well, it's, it's animal cruelty, isn't it? It's really, it's, it's actually quite terrible. I mean, there's all, there's a laundry list of things that, you know, other things that they do and um, they, they've definitely cracked down on it because it's, you know, it's really quite barbaric. It, um, I did hear that when it originated, it was um, one of, they would, if there was like a sick horse that wasn't acting right, they would try to do that to try to liven it up, <sighs> which seems just as barbaric. Thankfully, it's made its way into the human bedroom. So, uh, yeah, yeah it's, it just right? made that obvious Katie, port. You know, and maybe that's where the whips and the, all those, you know, the chaps. Yes. Right? Maybe it all came together, you know? Exactly. <laughs> Katie, I used to hear that uh, Tennessee walkers, they would use um, horseshoes that were weighted in lead. So they, they still do. They still they do that, still really? Do. Yeah, okay. and they actually, they would put, you know, all kinds of caustic materials underneath the pad and then they put the shoe on so that it felt like kind of burning so that the horses would, oh. you know, lift their lift their feet real high and, yep. you know, cha- chains around the ankles and all kinds of stuff. How, 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 how uh, perused or how, how overseen is all of this stuff to make sure these animals aren't being hurt and tortured this way? You know, when they're when they're in the public eye, you know, when they're at the horse shows and when they're in the public eye, that it is monitored. But unfortunately, you know, like like with just like with people and behind closed doors, you really it's really tough to monitor. Katie, right. in the in the movie uh, Crimson Tide, uh, Gene Hackman talks about putting hot pokers up um, horses at, at, in order to get them to do what they want. I think it's the Lippins honors. Is is that right? He says yeah, cattle prod. They, cattle yeah, prod. Yeah. The, yeah, the ones that jump up and, right. and they, they do all kinds of fancy tricks up in the air. It's called airs above ground. Um, Does that practice yeah, exist? I'm, you know, I'm. They they still do all of those um, movements and tricks in those um, in those breeds. But as far as you know, they, the 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 really good people are good about using um, classic techniques versus barbaric techniques. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> the only place for that is with you and your dom. 
That's yeah. it. Yep, that's it. <laughs> that's where it belongs between two consenting adults well, with cons- a lot of ginger and a cattle prod. Yeah, consent, I think, is important. In this. Hey, but yeah. Katie, had you, had you heard the thing about live eels before? No, I had not heard that one. That I, I think it goes back a ways. But, that's uh, just sick, Preston. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, the ginger is where it should stop. The live eels. I mean, it's... Animal cruelty to the eel as well, if you want to take yeah. it. Yeah, I'm sure no you know. eel goes, I'll go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm okay, yeah. Send yeah. me in. I'll do it. Uh, just, just to spend a weekend in a horse's ass, okay. I'm down with that. Uh, All right, thanks, Katie. Oh, my God. Day, People right, are, yeah. are just effed up. I've never, you... I've never liked the idea of the, the tingly burning sensation because they sell all kinds of oils and, and things oh. like that. That are not necessarily meant for internal use. Well, not for the, the male anyway, uh, but for you know assisting you. I remember in my twenties trying that stuff out. I'm like, no, no, this is I, I don't like that. Preston, I do not like how that feels. So years and years ago, maybe when we first started at Y100, one of the sex shops or whatever brought in a whole bunch of stuff. And I'm like, oh, we, <clears throat> I remember going back with my wife, and I, this is a motion lotion. It smells like lavender. If I had dipped my junk into molten lava, <laughs> it would have, I mean, it burned so badly. I really was, I'm, I was contemplating, am I going to have to go to the emergency room? Because I, I, I'm washing it, it was not, the oil was not dissipating. Wow. And then eventually it just started to, to calm down. But it was, it was horrific. Yeah, you can't yeah. Who yeah. likes that? Yeah. You can't wash that type of stuff off. Because it has an oil base yeah. to it. Yeah, it, it sinks into your skin. Yes! And you're done there. And, and Who likes that? And like, you know, waving it, yeah. you know, trying to fan it off. Nope. Only makes it worse. <laughs> Here, um, spit on this. Hang on a second. So, I'm going to Bruce because Bruce says there's a seminar on figging coming up. Oh, when? In the near future. Hey, Bruce, how you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Good. So, Bruce, you uh, are you in the, uh, the kind of kink community? No, I just follow Facebook a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Facebook, King Community. All right. What what have you seen? So uh, there's a place on South Street. I think it's called like Sexporium or something. Yes. Like that. They were actually advertising. They're doing a class on figging in the next couple of weeks. No wow. kidding. So. A full-on class. Okay. So can you get certified? Uh, is it like getting your scuba? That's a good question. I, I think it's just like an introduction on how to do it. An introduction uh, to figging. Here, take this and stick it up your... Yeah, okay. This... You're, Thank you, Bruce. It's just a, one diagram, Preston. Yeah. It's a fig, yeah. a human ass, <laughs> and then fire. Yeah. And oh, my God. Uh-huh. I, you know what, though? We should send a correspondent to go to that class. Well, we have Devin on the line who knows a thing or two about this. Hey, Devin, good morning. Good morning. Hi, Devin. So let me ask you the same question. Do you just follow Facebook or <laughs> are you uh, in the kink community? <laughs> so I am actually a part of the uh, Philly's local kink community. Okay. okay. All right. And um, uh, so this, the, the kink, or I mean, not the kink thing, the, the figging, this is, uh, this is old hat to you. You know all about this? Yeah. So originally I had no idea what the hell anybody was talking about when they said figging. I thought they were talking about literal figs. Yes. Yeah. But it wasn't until I met somebody that was a part of the Spanko community. What is that? The Spanko. Oh, Spanko community. The the famous clown. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Spanko. Okay. Which introduced me to the figging um, as far as doing it uh, for kinky purposes. Wow. 
you guys are, I wanted to call in because you guys are completely correct as far as like how, how it's used in that term. You literally just carve it down like you're whittling a piece of wood. Yeah, <laughs> I'll never think of Jed Clampett the same way. Yeah, you, you shape it into a plug, essentially, mm-hmm. um, and you can use it. Yeah, for, we, have to, uh, we have to be uh, uh, delicate. Yeah. delicate on sticking things in things yes, yeah. just to let you know. Yes, yeah, sorry. Okay. So, no, so no, we, okay. we get the general picture. <laughs> have you yourself experienced this, Devin? I have not, but I have been the one um, assisting with putting it places. You have um, been the uh, the administrator. The administrator, yes, yes. All right. Okay. So, uh, and the re- was the reaction of the recipient? Um, describe that. Was it agony? Was it ecstasy? Was it both? It was. Um, Probably a little bit of both. Um, It was different for for everybody. Um, Some people wanted to take, you know, didn't like it. It was, you know, burning too much. Some people were really into it. Oh, my God. Um, But, you know, just like you were saying, the the minute it comes into contact with, like, your skin, the oils do start releasing and uh, mixing. And anytime you clench, more oil is released. So it, well, um, let me ask you something. As I uh, observed with the uh, with the motion lotion from years ago that I had, once these oils are released, you if you decide it's too much, you, you there's no way to make it dissipate uh, immediately. You've got to just sort of ride it out. You got to ride that that. Yes, fig. you do. You got to ride that wave out. <laughs> it's like yeah. taking acid, man. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Hang on. Hang on. So I think <laughs> yep. uh, the most I would probably do instead of figging, I cool whipping would be uh, good for me. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, refrigerated yeah. artificial yeah. whipped cream is right. about as because this just seems nothing but agony. Yeah, I I personally would never do that. Um <laughs> only because I've seen I've seen how people react to it. And also I cook with ginger and I know yes. what it feels to get into just like a little baby paper cut. <laughs> it's just a bad memory. Are, are there so in this world are there are the do, like, will things start to circulate? Will it be trendy things that you start to see appear? And, I mean, I, you know, in, in in the world that you live in, is it is it like, hey, here's a new thing? Yeah, definitely. Um, once uh, myself and a couple friends uh, figured out, like, heard about it and figured out how to do it, um, we it definitely trended for a while. And there was, you know, more the more people heard of it, the more we were uh, trying it out. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, it definitely trended. Um, it's not something that's super common, I would say, um, but it definitely was an excitable discovery. <laughs> hey, Devin, have you heard of people using, uh, because in this article I read, some people will use things that are uh, definitely have a bit more kick to them than ginger, like peppers and stuff like that. Oh, yes. Um, I have heard of, um, there is also a thing called wasabi play that I've heard wasabi? of. Wasabi? That's, that's got to be worse than ginger. My God. Oh, ginger yeah. doesn't um, seem so bad now. Right. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It, it gets much worse than ginger. There's, uh, I've, I've seen wasabi. I've seen capsaicin used. <sighs> that's essentially oh, yeah. the heat oil from yes, peppers. Yes. Wow. Okay. People is your, have to go to the hospital. How soon so, before you're sitting on an oil rig fire? <laughs> hey, are, oh, Devin, yeah. are you more are you more sub or dom in your uh, uh, your exploits? Um, I'm what people would probably describe as being switchy. Um, it switchy. depends on the person. Yeah, it okay. depends on the person I'm interacting with. Okay. Interesting. It is. It's you know. 
for for those for for you, it's it's your lifestyle, and that's totally cool. But for those who pe- people who don't practice it, it's it's kind of fascinating. It, it is fascinating, yeah. Devin, in, do you, in a bizarre produce kind of way. <laughs> Devin, do you use um, uh, social media to find like minded individuals? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, uh, Twitter is a big place. Um, I, as you can see, like if you, uh, I responded to you guys on Twitter. Um, oh. I find a lot of like-minded individuals there. Um, and there's other social media avenues. I know Facebook is a big one too. Um, I'm not a part of that myself. Um, but yeah, social media. Plays wow. A big role do you, in there. Okay. do you want to give out your Twitter handle? Uh, I will not, but you guys are following me. So okay. okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you. We get all you. our ginger from you. Thank you, Devin. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we appreciate the info. It was very cool. <laughs> yeah, no problem, guys. You rock. All right. Take care. We'll oh, see man. you later. Wow. Sounds very sweet. Uh, I'm, and a lot of people in that community actually oh, are. Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm going to set you on fire. I'm going to go to Brandon <laughs> because he's got a tip for getting, uh, oils that might get into your skin. Please. And getting that off you. Hey, uh, Brandon, what's up, buddy? What's up, guys? You guys rock! Hey, Thank you, man. All right, so is this is your th- is this your thing, figging, or is this totally no. separate? Okay. No, no, no. I uh, I had an experience with uh, capsaicin and um, and some. It was very hard to remove, but yeah, if you scrub very very hard with Dawn fish okay. soap, yep, you can get it out. I thought you were going to say Brillo. Uh, yeah, because that's what that's what they use on the uh, dawn is what they use on the uh, the ducks that get into oil spills. Yep. So if it's good enough for a duck, it's good enough for your dong. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay, wow. <laughs> there you go. Good tip. Thanks, oh my man. god, what a appreciate it, buddy. Conversations like this make you realize just how provincial and. Oh yeah, yeah. How, how how boring, how boring. we must be. <laughs> the word I was looking for. I like I like cuddling. And, uh, you know, uh, pitch and woo, uh-huh. uh, rarely does the ginger come out. Well, I found the list of seminars from uh, Sexplorium at Passionel Toys on South Street. They have uh, Rope Bondage 101 on the 10th. Oh, Passionel. We used to know Kari over there. Remember oh, yeah. Her? That's right. Yeah, she yeah, has yeah. A, lot of, uh, a lot of kink stuff. Solo Flights of Fantasy. Mm. Pleasure Meditation. Kinky Poly Brunch. Tax Preparation. <laughs> it's not just about rope. Okay. Not with an K. Oh, <laughs> they're funny. Dipped and doused. I can't. Yeah, I don't. Oh, I Dipped can't read the rest. Dipped and doused. I don't think I can read the rest of the description of this one. Okay. okay. No, All you right. can't. Well, your info's right there if you need but, it. But Preston, one of the um, band stories that you have back in the day involving a lot of uh, liquid from a particular female friend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, that's the Captain and Tennille lecture. Yeah, that was that's that one. I'll I'll talk at. Yeah. Uh, at the Sexplatorium. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest speaker. You perhaps listen to him on the radio. <laughs> and uh, he has some advice on what kind of slicker you might want to wear. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's 10 bucks a head. Oh, that's you good. Join us yeah. hey, By the way, I'll be signing autographs after. All right. Hey, I saw another thing. Speaking of oil absorbing into the skin, and I actually kind of I wish Kathy was here for this because I'm still reeling from the first part of this conversation. Well, this is going to be much more tame. All right, I'm switching gears. Thank you. Uh, but I, uh, Kathy should be here because her mom would be all over this. She's a figure too. No, uh, no, 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 no. Only you, for medicinal purposes. Using sunscreen. Okay, so a study published in the Journal of the American Metal Association finds that the chemical oxybenzone, which absorbs UVA and UVB uh, rays, gets absorbed in our blood in concentrations up to 419 times higher 
than what is considered safe. It goes, it's absorbed through your skin. Kathy's mom has been saying this for years. <laughs> I don't know if she says it about oxybenzone, but she's like, you're spraying it all over yourself. It hasn't been tested enough, and your body's absorbing it, and it's bad for you. And Kathy will absolutely concur with that. So they always tell you to wear sunblock. I do. I wear sunblock every day. I do, day. too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, and... and I, what are you going to do? I'll take the risk with this as opposed to skin, skin cancer. cancer. You know, because, and my, my dermatologist, I mean, he absolutely pushes the the scun, sunscreen thing all the time. I go for a yearly visit and he checks on me. I'm kind of fair complexed. Same like, here. Sunscreen, 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 whatever you do, I make sure well, you wear it. I yeah, the vitiligo, sun- so that exposes your skin even more. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I put wear sunblock the- on, my, uh, on my ginger before I <laughs> insert it. I wear the UV shirts. And, um, so do I. And so that will, because I spend a lot of time on the beach in, in the summer and, and, and a lot of time outside on the bike and stuff like that. So I wear UV shirts and then, you know, just sunblock my arms and, and neck. And, you know, I, I listen. I do, I do the whole damn deal, yeah. and I use the Neutrogena, the the Helioplex. But you know, listen. No matter what you're using, it's bad for you. It always turns out. How long have I been talking about this? One oh minute. My God. One minute, Barely. maybe. Yep. Doctor Mike's on the phone. Oh, oh my God. So he's a P one. Nothing to say about picking. Yeah. You know, he's a P one. <laughs> yeah. We love him to death. From uh, Fox Twenty Nine and Penn Medicine, our personal doctors, Mike Cerilliano, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Dr. Mike? You know, when I called in, they said, well, we're not talking about the oil stuff. I'm not talking about the oil. I'm talking about the sunscreen. This is a big, big deal. And I got to tell you, so it's oxybenzone and some of the chemicals that are in very, I mean, it's ubiquitous. It's everywhere. These sunscreens and the FDA actually did a research study and published it yesterday, finding that these chemicals get absorbed into the body. Mm. They get into breast milk. They get into amniotic fluid. It's, it's a real concern of mine. And basically, you need to use sunscreen. I want everyone to use sunscreen if they're out in the sun. But you have to use a, a blockade type of sunscreen like zinc oxide. All right, so so let me so okay, so I use the Neutrogena with the the Helioplex, the big deal, and I may you know me, and I use the UV shirts and all that stuff. What is the bet? Because I'm going to use it. I use it every day, even if it's overcast and I'm out. I I, want, I like to take protection. So what should I use to make sure that I'm thoroughly protected when I go out hiking? Well, this morning when I went to the uh, drugstore, I I bought a, a Neutrogena. I bought two products. They have. Uh, the kind that has oxy, uh, 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 the, the, the chemical in it that you oxybenzone. don't use, oxybenzone, and then they also have the zinc oxide, and they have a sheer one. And with Susario this morning, I put it on, and it doesn't look like my gym teacher back in 1968 where he would put zinc on his nose, and he looked like he had white stuff. All so right, so I'm, I'm using the sheer then. I've been using that, so I guess I'm using the right one then. Look on the back on the back of the packaging and make sure it's got zinc oxide uh, and and I think there's another product with titanium in it, but it, it, they are blockade type sunscreens and and uh, we don't know. I mean, the FDA basically has given the manufacturers to, until November to come up with safety data. And uh, interestingly, my pediatrician has always recommended the zinc-type products for our kids because uh, there has been some underlying 
little currents of concern about this. And so as far as I'm concerned, in my own professional opinion, people should use the zinc oxide if they want to be absolutely safe. Do we they, don't know whether, whether do, it's going to be a problem. Do they make it in the spray form? That's what I need. Well, that's a million-dollar question. I, I, You know, this all broke last night. Yeah, of course. And I went at 6 this morning to... To get to get the products, I at this point I know they have a cream, okay. and it lathers into your skin, and it uh, it, it it actually uh, becomes clear, so it's sheer. Okay. But make sure that it's got the zinc oxide or the titanium blockade type product uh, chemical in it, so it's All not right. absorbed. All good. Thank you. We got it. We got to take a break, unfortunately, Doctor Mike. But uh, we appreciate the heads up, sir. Okay. L- love you guys. Love, love you, Doctor Mike. All right. Yeah, so I, I need I, I need the spray on stuff because putting that stuff on takes twenty minutes. So it yeah. takes forever, yeah. Marissa. A quick search uh, shows that some of like the fancier ones that you can order online have the zinc, but also some of the like over the counter ones you'll find at your box store. So just do a quick Google search and you'll be able to, or a Bing search and you'll be able to find. But do they have the spray? Yes, they do. Okay. Yes. Yeah, right. wherever so with ginger zinc. is sold. With zinc. Wherever ginger is sold today. All right, for your figging needs. <laughs> Fig and spray yourself, man. My figging man says <laughs> I right. should use zinc. We got to take a break, but not before we give away movie screening passes. Steve, I don't even think you know about this yet. John Wick Chapter 3. <laughs> One week from today, UA King of Prussia, and we'll take five callers, and we'll put you on the list. 215-263-WMMR. Uh, the movie, it does not say what... Oh, yeah, it does. 7.30. You'll need to be there by 7. So the UA King of Prussia, one week from today. I'll be there. Five callers just put you on the list. 215-263-WMMR. Be back in a moment. Preston and Steve. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. Steven has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Thank you very much, Marissa. Real quick, I, I just went out and made me a turkey burger. My friends at uh, Acme are here with some wonderful grilled up food and it's to celebrate, you know, grilling season and all Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I have a $50 gift card that I can give away. Call number 18 at 215-263-WMMR. And don't forget that you can earn rewards points just by shopping and redeem them uh, for grocery items and discounts on gas. Download the Acme mobile app today to start saving and you can go to www.acmemarkets.com for complete details. Acme, your favorite local supermarket. And uh, a lot of great food here, so thank you. And they did it up, too, man. They really brought in some quality stuff. It's so a nice spread. We got, we got turkey burgers, salmon burgers, regular burgers, or actually their Restelli Craft burgers that they mm-hmm. have out there. So thank you guys for that. Uh, have you noticed our 76ers are in the playoffs? And uh, they got a big game tonight. And you know what? Last time we saw this gentleman, we were in South Philadelphia, yes, right sir. outside of the home of the Sixers. And uh, we're having him in the studio now and getting set for the game tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Zumo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. NBC Sports yeah, Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. We, stay, we used to say in Northeast Philly, yo. Yeah. Oh, man. How are you, brother? 
You know what? I'm good. Yep. I'm, I'm living the dream, man. I've been doing this for 25 years. And uh, listen, this is just between all of us. We all steal money, don't we? Yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Don't tell our bosses, yeah, but course. we're all no. stealing yeah. money. No. <laughs> we're, we're blessed to do what we do. Yep. Um, when when the Sixers make it into the playoffs and, uh, you know, you, you, obviously there's, there's the old hackneyed phrases. you got to take them one game at a time, blah, 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 so blah, and so blah. forth. You, 25 years in, you still get this excited when uh, when this time of year rolls around? Oh, my goodness, yes. This mm-hmm. is the best time. The playoffs are very intense. You'll notice when teams play one another, it is that much harder to get off a shot. So it's really intense. You could see there are scuffles all the time. It gets physical. And then, of course, from game to game, there are the different adjustments that the coaches make, which are fascinating. I yeah. have a pretty good uh, rapport with the Sixers coaches. They kind of give me an, an idea as to you know, what they're thinking and what's going on. So it, from that perspective, the fact that I get a little bit of insight, it's really interesting to see the adjustments they make from game to game. I'm interested to find out how you digest the game as it's going on because I think it's very, very easy to live and die with each point, right? So... Uh, you know, the Sixers, I think even in the first game, they might have been up like 4 nothing or 4-2, and you're like, oh, man, this is looking good. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, um, and that's the first quarter. So so as you – and can you digest the game as you're doing the play-by-play? Yeah, I certainly can. I have two heads. I have the fan head and I have the professional head. So with the professional head, I am digesting the game. I'm analyzing. I'm thinking what I'm going to say on our pregame show tonight or our postgame show, that sort of thing. And then every once in a while, I merge the two, the fan and the broadcaster get together. And that's when I say, for three, yes! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, then it all, and it all comes together in one beautiful way. Uh, I'm a complete homer when it comes to this type of thing, uh, but uh, we are spoiled with great announcers in this city. Uh, you and Ala do a fantastic Thank job you. on TV, and uh, Tom McGinnis does a fantastic job on the radio. Yep. And, and I like listening. He's a one-man show, by the way. Which yeah, is- he's unbelievable. He's great. And by the way, for fans who miss us... That's the way to go. It's a cool way to do it. Um, Tom's great. And, and and I prefer watching it with the hometown announcers. The national uh, spotlight is great for the team, but I don't really care for the national announcers because I get spoiled by you guys. Uh, as, a, as a fan and an announcer, what's it like watching it with the national feed? Well, in fact, they trust me because I'm a broadcaster. They do a really good job. But they're not with the team like we are for 82 games, starting a training camp in October. Right. They'll have conversations with players and coaches and media people and whatnot. So, plus, you know, I grew up in Philly. I was here, believe it or not, I'm old enough to remember the Sixers when they came from Syracuse in 1963. <laughs> yeah. So if you were to cut my arm, it would be red, white, and blue. I mean, that's, that's yeah. in fact, who I am and how I do games. So our fans, they like that, too. So when they hear national announcers, like, really? I mean, come on. In fact, somebody texted me the other day. They showed a, sh- uh, a shot of City Hall, and they said, there's City Hall right down Chestnut Street. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty bittersweet listening to you guys say goodbye because we were the team was winning. And we were going to the next round, and, and you could just hear in your voice, like, this is this is the end. But then the next game, I see you on pregame, so so that was exciting. Right. So just uh, so everyone knows, uh, I've been doing pregames and postgames. I work with Amy Fadul, Mark Jackson, Jim Lynham. Oh, They're great. great, uh, great people. Really great. And, you know, just to hear Jimmy and Mark talk about their experiences as coaches, as players, and view the game from that perspective has been great. And, of course, we're on tonight, an hour before tip-off, which will be 7 o'clock and postgame as well. Do you get the same seats for the game? Uh, well, you know what, and, and this is in deference to the to our, our media department. They have uh, you know other announcers coming in, and in fact, Toronto, their local announcers do the game. 
because really? yeah, because they're not covered by the national contract like we are oh, in the United no States. Oh. So they, you got to swing that deal, damn Canadians. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. You got to swing that deal. <laughs> so, Mark, I was at Game Three, and I don't know if I've ever been in that building when it was louder, and it was so exciting. Um, but I will say when um, when Ben Simmons elbowed Kyle Lowry in that area, I didn't see it. Right? Yeah, it looked to me like he flopped. And I had no idea what had actually transpired. Uh, and then, you know, after that, Siakam trips, you know, Joel Embiid and everybody's calling for his head. Right. And I just I love how when 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 we actually see the footage of what happened with with Ben and Kyle, you, you start to make excuses for him. Like, well, you know, Kyle was uh, trying to sit on his face and and like get off yeah. of me, like yeah. get off of me. Exactly right. In fact, um, and, and Kyle Lowry and I are great friends. He's a Philly guys from North yeah. Philly's right up the block. But um, when he got hit in the face and then made like some like a sixer hit him, I don't know if you guys saw that yeah, game saw that. four. It was like like Twitter lit up because of you know because <laughs> he didn't the guy hit, hit himself face. claiming that he got hit by a sixer. Uh-huh. You know it's it's wild to seeing also again as, as as things start to move along and you've obviously you've been at this for decades and and you you know your zeal is is never in question. But there's just the, you start to hit that point now with this team and with this momentum. And I think it was all sort of caught when. Um, you saw Iverson just freaking out, you know, just just going crazy and 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 reliving a, a taste of what he remembered going on. And I, and at that point, I think that's when you say, okay, well, this is it's back. I mean, the zeal yeah. is there. Yeah. And just to see, because honestly, you know, that's the last time I we were sort of collectively remember this sort of everybody swept up in it feeling. So as you may know, I did co- cover Allen Iverson for a time. Yes, yeah. and. Uh, I, I think I broadcast just about every game that he played in. Yeah. And, you know, I spent many an hour with him off the court as well. I saw an expression on his face. <laughs> I want to say after Jimmy Butler dunked to complete an 11 nothing run the Sixers had uh, in game three to start the fourth quarter, I saw an expression on his face I'd never seen before. Just utter glee and beaming and over-the-moon type stuff. Yeah. By the way, this is the anniversary of his practice rant. Today oh, is yeah. today is no the way. anniversary wow. way. Oh wow! Way. I didn't know it was in the playoffs. Practice? No yes. kidding. Talking about practice. Yes. You know what's interesting about AI? And around that time, I was I was a fan because every time I would go to a game, he would do something where you go, "Wow! Yeah! Oh my God! Look at that!" Was not a fan of his attitude. Had a hard time with that. Um, I found out recently that he's going to be doing a speaking engagement at my kid's high school or no involved way. with the high school. And the, the tone of it I've heard is don't be like me. Don't do what I did. Wow. Wow. Kind of, uh, making mistakes of surrounding yourself with the wrong people and so forth. That That's nice to see. It's unfortunate that he has to do that, but, uh, but I think he's really, he's really matured over the years. And let me just say this. Well, being in your forties will do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that, that said, um, I always think that, uh, deep down inside and in some cases actually admitted this publicly that, uh, yes, I have made my share of mistakes, but, uh, the one thing that no one can ever quarrel with is when he was on the court God. and the ball was thrown up. It, crazy. It, yeah. He was, he was out of his mind. Electrifying. Yes. With effort and just doing things. I don't think we'll ever see again. I mean, He's an average size guy. They they listed him at six feet, one hundred sixty five pounds. Yeah. You know, I'm five ten, one hundred sixty. I think he was more like me. Yeah, okay? yeah, 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 kind of that size. I think I think we know a, a house announcer who was told <laughs> to say that he was a six foot guard, from what I understand. So. Mark, I want to ask you about uh, yeah. this team in particular uh, because after games two and three, 
I I kind of expected them to win in five. They they really looked dominant, and then they came out flat on Sunday afternoon. Uh, a lot of talk about Joel's health, uh, but he was he's been different players throughout this series. Um, what can you speak to that? And and well, what kind of team do you think is going to show up tonight? Because I I haven't been able to predict anything. Well, I think because, Nick, there isn't necessarily momentum in a playoff series that because you have adjustments, because you have time between games, um, oftentimes it can become seven individual games or six individual games, you know, depending on how many they play. So uh, for anybody who would listen, you know, we were kind of drunk as Sixers fans after game three saying this is over. Yeah, Yeah. we're going to take a game five. Right. And, And I just tried to calm people down and say, you know what? Toronto, they, they had a better record. They got one of the best players in the NBA in Kawhi Leonard. And each individual game is its own episode. Mm-hmm. So well, each don't, individual so, quarter is its own episode. Uh, thank you. It's the thank same you. thing. So and, don't think for a second that because you – and we've seen it already yeah. – that you romp in game three, it doesn't mean you're going to win game four. Now, that said, who says – who knows that Joel Embiid is going to get sick like that, that kind of thing. I mean – but then again, that's why games are individual games, and momentum isn't necessarily something that you have to bank on. Yeah, and, and I mean, you have to see you have to see each quarter through, each game through, and each series through. And, and you take a look at uh, like the Celtics game yesterday; they dominated in the first period, and then they lost the. You following know what? I pick, I picked the Celtics to win that series. Yeah, and and now it's looking highly unlikely, being down three to one, and. Milwaukee still has two more games in their home court. Man, am I rooting against Boston in that one. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? It, they don't get enough. The only reason I root for them is because I would rather have uh, I know. the home court advantage I, right I got off the you. bat. I, and, but uh, just as a sports fan, uh, mm-hmm. the Patriots, Red Sox, last night the Bruins won. I yeah. am so tired of Boston teams advancing, yeah. so yeah. Uh, if the Bucks take them out, I'll be okay with yeah, that. Yeah, but that's just it. You want it. You want it. You want Boston. And after game three, you know, six or fans are like, yeah, bring on the Celtics. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so uh, what are your thoughts on the game tonight? Yeah. Hmm. Well, uh, I don't know how Joel is doing. Uh, Brett Brown did have a, a conference call yesterday, and he was not ready to commit on Joel's health. So obviously that's got, that's got to be a, a paramount concern. Um, I think the, the chorus is calling for Ben Simmons to be a little bit more aggressive. That said, it's hard for him because playoff games tend to slow down, and he is best in transition. Okay, and when he is in transition, not only be aggressive but finished. I know he missed a couple of layups in in Game Four, so I think that's key as well. And then somehow, some way, and I don't know if it's even possible at this point, dealing with Kawhi Leonard, who through four games has played some of the best playoff basketball in NBA history. He's averaging something like 38 points and he's <laughs> shooting 60% from the floor. Uh, what is your comment on we haven't seen any Jenners at the baseball game? <laughs> oh. or the baseball game at the basketball game. You know what? I am, so, you know, and I am so ignorant of popular culture. <laughs> that I really have no idea what's going on. I don't, okay. I don't know Jenners or Kardashians or any of that stuff. I know the names, of course, but yeah. I, I don't think I would know her if she sat and did color with me. No for, yeah. Okay. All right. But listen, there's been a lot of of. Cr- Philadelphia sports support this year as well. A lot of people out to ring the bell. A uh, lot of a uh, lot of fans coming out. I mean, uh, we had uh, you know Reese Hoskins has been in there. All these guys sitting courtside. Yeah. yeah, Zach yeah. Ertz is there a lot of the time. And Shane the- Victorino was back in yeah. town the other night. He rang the bell, which is pretty cool. You got to see. You got to love that. Yeah, and yeah. our games. I think when you are good, you tend to attract a certain yeah. type of fan, the celebrities and whatnot. And the Sixers have done a great job in attracting them, getting them out there, and having them ring the bell. It's a, it's great. It's become a bit of a tradition now for the Sixers. Who's going to ring the bell? Who's going to ring the bell? Yeah. And only Matt Cord knows before the game. So <laughs> be friendly. Right? With, yeah, be friendly. 
only with Matt right. Ford. Yeah, I just saw the other day that T.O. was at the game. Yeah, I mean, oh, there's yeah. so Dude, many he was, people yeah, that T- they're not even making it on TV. T.O. was playing dominoes at uh, Jimmy Butler's house yesterday. No. Yes. Like, <laughs> I, I love that. Here's who I would love to see ring the bell uh, at the next home game. Uh, the gang from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Oh, I would love fun. to see Danny DeVito great. and Rob. Yes, I would love to. Yeah, good call guys. on that. Yes. Well, you, know who, you know who I'm pulling for besides uh, the city and the guys on the team is uh, is Brett Brown uh, to get a championship with these guys. He's, uh, I mean, every time we've encountered him, he's just a class act. You know, uh, you know what? I'm glad you mentioned him because uh, people have put pressure on him saying, hey, if they don't win this series, what's going to happen with Brett Brown? First of all, this year we had 26 players play at least one game. That's a franchise record. So he has literally had three different iterations of this team. Yeah. He didn't have the current group for more than, I want to say, a dozen, maybe 13 games in the regular season because of injuries and whatnot. So the fact that he's been able to make these changes, A, on the fly, and B, you're talking about five really good players who want the ball. And that's a hard thing to do as a coach, to make all those guys happy, to adjust your style of play. He certainly did that with Jimmy Butler in terms of putting in more pick and roll and and putting the ball in his hands as a backup point. So I give Brett a lot of credit. Win or lose this series, I think he's done a terrific job. It's wild, you know, the the very kinetic nature of the sport. And, uh, you know, you can be a hero one day and a pariah the next. I guess that's the nature of most sports. But I think it's, for some reason, basketball, by my reckoning, it seems to be a little more heightened, you know? Yeah. Uh, and do, do you sense that as well? You know what, Steve? I, I think, you know, in our town, we so live and breathe and die with this stuff that, you know, you love a guy one second and then it's, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> so when true. I miss a free right. throw, I'm like, oh exactly. my Right, and, you know, so um, I, I think we all need to just step back a little bit and say, listen, they're going to play a best of seven. Yeah. It's tied at two. You could win tonight and change things around. Let's all just take a breath right. and see what happens tonight. And just yeah. to be here, yeah. And, yeah. you know, considering where we were a few years ago, Going in the right direction. Oh, if you take the big picture, right? right. I yeah. know fans don't want to hear that. Right. And I think that now that we're here, people want it. And, yeah. and listen, yeah. you sit through the process. We had a 10-win season. Can you imagine what it's like to sit through 10 wins yeah. as a broadcaster? <laughs> well, I mean, listen, oh, I love dude. what I do, but 10 wins, really? <laughs> so a ten, 10 and 72. So um, I remember that. Yeah. So get, to your point, Steve, yeah. Yeah. We were in the process, and now we're in the second round of the playoffs. We have a chance to go to the NBA Finals. Let's just enjoy the ride. Right. Do you, do you have a, with that, with the 10-win the ten <laughs> yeah. season, yeah. It, it, is it difficult not to, to cross a line as a broadcaster into, are you effing kidding me, people? <laughs> right, you know right. what I mean? Right. Just and to, still, still like, be behind like, the team. Like Bob Euchre and me. Just, yeah. just a bit outside. Ball sailing into the stands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like it when you were like, Ah, nobody's listening anyway. Mark, I think part of the reason why sometimes in, with this team in particular, fans get frustrated is that we do see how good they can be. And and I know a lot has been said about they've only played eighteen or nineteen games together, yeah. uh, the the starting five. But there are runs that they go they go on where every pass uh, pass is crisp, every shot that they make goes in, and then they stumble like they did in game three. And so you get you get teased by how great this team can be. And you look at them, you're like, they can beat Golden State, they can beat the Bucks, they can beat the Raptors, they can make it to the finals and maybe even win. And then there are games where you're just like, man, none of the passes are, are connecting, none of the shots are going in. So I think that's sort of where some of the frustration comes in some of the time. Game three, we had a peak at basketball Nirvana and mm. how good they can be. I mean, defensively, offensively, they were sharing the ball, they were dunking 
drinking. They were they having were, fun. They were getting all. It was all that. It was all that. That's why we got so drunk after Game Three. <laughs> but listen, you got to remember that Toronto's a really good team, and Kawhi Leonard right now. I yeah. you know, I, I can't. I I went on NBC or, or I went on NBA Serious Radio, and I told right. the commentators, and you know they kind of scoffed at me, but I think it's bearing some fruit here. This guy Leonard is in the same category as LeBron James and Kevin Durant. Well, I looked at his stats for, for this series, and it's it's not because the Sixers aren't playing him hard. He's making some amazing shots, yeah. like some really, really tough shots. Now, listen, I, you know, it's basketball, so it's, you're going to have some gimmies from time to time. You're, you know, you're going to drive the lane or you're going to, you know, have an open three from time to time. But I've watched him make these contested shots time after time, and, and stat-wise, he's doing something that, LeBron hasn't done that. Jordan hasn't done in this series. I mean, yeah. it's yeah, yeah, one yeah. series, but yeah. still. Yeah. No. Um, listen, he's a two-time Defensive Player of the Year. He was uh, an MVP of the Finals when when he won with the San Antonio Spurs. And if you look back at game to your point, Casey, in, at the end of Game Four, they were running the, the high pick with uh, Marcus Saul and Joel Embiid. Oh. Just double Kawhi Leonard, you know what I mean? So that's what they did. They kept coming out with Joel Embiid helping out Ben Simmons. And what, and what does he do with a minute to go? Hits a three over both guys to seal the game. Oh, well, there you go. Awesome. Yeah. All right, well, listen, man, we just wanted to get in, chat with you a little bit, and uh, feels pretty good. We'll see how it goes tonight. Don't gang. forget tonight, uh, pregame, 7 o'clock, postgame. And we're on the NBC Sports Philadelphia Plus channel tonight, pregame, okay. postgame. Awesome. Excellent. Yep. Mark Zumoff, everybody. Yeah. Thanks for being here, man. Go Sixers. We'll be back in just a moment. We've got some beef palace stories to serve up for you. Piping hot. Stay there. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Thank you, Marissa. We'll see if you're going to be busy doing that again tomorrow. I, I spoke to Kathy yesterday. She sounded horrible. Oh, no. She's got like a sinus infection or something like that. So Really? Yeah, her voice sounded all gravelly and rough and stuff like that. That's Nick pretty Mur- normal. Nick Murphy's out sick for the second day in a row, too, but he's got like a stomach bug or oh, something. Oh, all right. So of the two, what would you pick? Sinus infection. Sinus. Yep. <laughs> stomach bug. It no. sucks, but, but the whole retching and throwing up and crapping and stuff, no thank you. I was uh, but feeling a little off kilter, but not none of that. Yeah. So uh, well, hopefully know. it's just syphilis. I don't know if uh, it's probably syphilis. Yeah. I don't know if anything's going around, but my son is home from school with a stomach bug today too, and he does not stay home unless he's sick. So and I don't know if there's like mm-hmm. something going on with school or uh, what? What? No, my son was home uh, yesterday with a stomach bug. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh man! But that's all right. He recovered pretty good, and uh, he was able to play baseball last night. Oh, he did play. Yeah. Uh, so if you're ailing with something, there's some things going around. Real quick, I want to do a shout out. Yeah. I uh, got this email. It says, hey, Preston, Steve, and the whole gang. Uh, my name is Palmer, and I'm writing to you to see if you'd be able to give my boyfriend, Brian, a shout out. I am about to be a Westchester University grad. Yay! And he's been so supportive throughout everything. I'm originally from Long, Long Island, New Me York. Too. Uh, so I was unfamiliar with your show until Brian showed me the Daily Rush videos and brought me to camp out this year. And now I'm a huge fan. Listen to your podcast every day. And I know he'd be over the moon to get our shout out from you guys. Thank you so much. We love you guys. Sincerely, Palmer Laurie. So here you go. A shout out. And thanks, Brian, for yeah. turning Palmer onto the show. I love hearing about that. You man. know, occasionally you bring that up, Preston, about trying to turn people on to the show. Give yeah. them that, uh, what is it, a couple-day challenge? I mean, like the five-day challenge. Yeah. You know, if, if, they, if, they, if they won't budge because they listen to another show... Just ask them for five days to listen to the show. If they still don't like it, 
You'll make the the vow that you'll never bother them about it again. And you know what? They might come around, and all of a sudden, you both love the show, and you got something. To That's talk about. how I got into figging. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it took five days, and then eventually, five days of straight figging. Straight figging. Five, th- five fri- figging days. Five friggin' figging days. Yeah. And uh, day three, you know, is probably the most teary. Yeah, but yeah, by yeah. three, I'm like, ooh, I think I'm turning the corner, and I just can't get enough of that ginger. Well, today's podcast that is going to get us some new listeners. Oh yeah, But yeah, I love when people all the time just shout out like, uh, "Hey, what what podcast are you listening to? What do you got?" And uh, people tag us in those. So thank you to all those people. Please, absolutely. Uh, by the way, Nick, real quick. I had mentioned a ticket rate on Thursday. Yeah. And the reason I've been doing that, uh, I didn't have the information on your ticket rate on Friday. Oh, yes, man. Uh, one, one of our favorite places, uh, Casey, you were just there. It's uh, French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville. Love them. Yeah. Love those guys. You, wh- I'm sorry. What was your event that you it did? It was like uh, like fly, fly, fly fishing, fishing and, and no, fish, right. fishing versions. Fishing stuff. versions. Yeah. Okay, so I'm doing figging versions. And, oh, uh, no. No, it's a ticket rate. It's <laughs> just straight they ticket rate. <laughs> And I'll give you my ginger. You can take it. With you know what, Nick? I can put that ginger on the end of a, an arrow. <laughs> the great thing is, I, I did the bow versions. Yeah. yeah. Well, they have a sense of humor over there. I they hope. do. They're and, awesome. Uh, so that's Friday from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. But um, like all ticket raids, it's uh, tickets every few minutes. And uh, I've done it at French Creek Outfitters for the last three or four years. A lot of people show up, so it's a great time. It's right off of Route 23, just huge. outside of Phoenixville. It's a huge place, and uh, they have all sorts of great camping gear. It's not just. Um, Archery and, and shooting and then ginger. It's um, canoes and kayaks and stuff like that. So 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. this Friday night. It is a ticket raid. Stop by French Creek Outfitters and try to win. Cool. And a week from uh, Saturday is MMR. Unreal. Wow. Don't miss these opportunities. All right. Uh, let's do the Bizarre File. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. <laughs> Brought to you by Coors Light. Enter to win a week at the Coors Light Beach House. Just look for the snap code anywhere Coors Light is sold or click on the Coors Light ad on WMMR.com. Coors Light, the Jersey Shore's most refreshing beer. Police in Ocala, Florida have arrested the third of four suspects wanted for forcibly tattooing a misspelled racial slur on another man's neck. They misspelled it? Yeah, and they forcibly tattooed him. Uh, Brandon Haley was arrested Monday in warrants for aggravated battery and armed robbery stemming from a incident involving a 41-year-old male victim. The victim, identified as Michael Hart, told investigators that Haley, also Lucian Luke Evans, Brett Wolf Singleton, and Mary Beth Durham showed up at a home where he was staying. They allegedly told Hart that they were going to cover a gang tattoo on his neck with another one. So Evans and Haley held him down while Singleton began tattooing the neck. His freaking neck. The man tried to fight off the forced inking until Haley knocked him unconscious. Uh, He woke to find Durham tattooing his neck while saying, I've never done this before. And the new tattoo read, and I told you it was misspelled. Yes. F-U-N-I-G-E-R. Uh, making Niger? it both morally uh, and grammatically reprehensible. Maybe they're talking about the country. They might be talking about yeah. the country. Perhaps they had a bad travel experience yeah. and they lost their luggage. <laughs> In addition, <laughs> the old tattoo was still visible under the new one, but the new tattoo wasn't meant to be racist, Evans told police when no. he and Durham were arrested last month. There's more travel advice. Yeah, Evans, Evans claimed that he and his accomplices were trying to discipline Hart for violating gang rules. Uh, Hart told police that when he woke up, listen to this, his phone was missing, and his pants were twisted, and his butt hurt. 
<laughs> oh, someone's uh, making the ginger out. Uh, according to the arrest report, uh, Hart stated that he was wearing blue jeans and felt something wet in his pants. Ooh. Hart stated that when he looked in his pants, he saw what he believed to be blood. Ooh. Michael stated that he felt like he had been sodomized but could not provide any more details. This is very unpleasant. Yeah, Haley Evans and Durham remain in the uh, Marion County Jail while Singleton remains at large. Uh, this is oh, this is a tragic story. It's terrible. I don't know how this happened. A 16-year-old boy died while hiking with a Boy Scout group this past Saturday in Arizona. The medical examiner's office confirmed the teen's identity as Joshua White. The teen was hiking with the group to the top of uh, Picacho Peak between Phoenix and Tucson. The group had water, but they ran out when they got to the top of the mountain. On the hike down, the teen began to exhibit signs of extreme dehydration. Oh, Members of the group called for help, and emergency responders attempted to resuscitate the boy, but they were unsuccessful. He was pronounced dead at the scene. Oh, no. He died of dehydration? Of dehydration. How many, so how many hours were they out? I don't know. I, how the I, hell? I, I looked for details on this, on how something like that could That quickly? Happen. Yeah. You would think that you could ration that stuff out, and usually dehydration doesn't come on that. You, you can go a couple of days. You, a couple of days. Not much more, but you can go couple of days now yeah. now mind you at different altitudes the dehydration can affect you but yeah. it's, it's not like they were at the top of everest yeah i don't know yeah uh, nick when i hike i i have a camelback with me it's like three liters or whatever yeah. i don't know if that's enough you know when you're when if you're, you're doing... in the desert and, the, and it's hot it yeah. might not be actually yeah. when i did mount Was- arizona when yeah. i did mount washington last year i actually had to fill it uh when i was about five thousand feet up i had to fill the wow. whole thing yeah Terrible story. All right, moving on to something lighter. A driver in South Carolina was on Highway 501 near Lake Busby on Tuesday when a turtle crashed through a sedan's windshield. Damn it, those flying turtles. Authorities say that the animal was launched into the air after a truck struck the animal with its rear tire, and the thing flew up and, boom, went right through the windshield. (laughs) Unfortunately, the turtle died upon impact, but the uh, driver of the car wasn't injured. Just I like turtles. Covered in glass. Uh, the driver estimates repairs to the vehicle will cost around $2,000. The poor freaking turtle's like, what? Yep, yep, totally. Did you say the, the turtle died? The turtle died? Did you say yes. the turtle? Okay. Yes. Uh, Long Island police say a plot to build a bomb and detonated at a high school has resulted in the arrest of three students and seizure of a how-to manual for making explosives at the home of one of them. Uh, police announced the arrest Thursday, saying the administrator at Conaquat uh, uh, High School uh, called to report several students had overheard uh, the three 16-year-olds, two boys and a girl, discussing the plot on a school bus after class on Wednesday. The school was evacuated. Police searched for any signs of explosives. They said a surveillance camera on the bus recorded the bomb plot discussion. <laughs> An officer said they discussed the operation. They planned on executing. It, it's explicit. It goes on for about 20 minutes. They weren't whispering. They were speaking openly, thankfully. Well, thank God they're stupid. And listen to this. After searching the homes, police said they found no bomb-making material, but they did recover the anarchist's cookbook. So Mm. it's got all the directions you need in there. For years, that used to be, you know, actually, uh, the bookstore I worked at for a few years carried it. Mm -hmm. Did they? Oh yeah, I don't. I like. I don't think you can even get that on Amazon or anything these days. I think they've they pretty much Mm. gotten rid of that. I mean, it used to be very popular. The publisher can still sell it. I sure read, can. I, yeah. I read recently. The guy who wrote it has since denounced it, and he, he passed away a few years ago. But, but, but places don't have to carry it. Yeah. A yeah. defense attorney representing one of the boys told the uh, paper the book was in his client's possession for 
a science project and had nothing to do with the allegations, but these kids were talking about blowing up the school. So do they have, do they have recording devices on uh, on buses? I guess some of them do, Steve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not familiar with uh, the majority of them or not. It'd but, be smart uh, to do it just also for safety's sake. Well, yeah. All right, and then let me see if I can find a quick story to end with here because we're running out of time. Yeah, let's end with this one. Romance comes in all different forms. Love. And Welsh farmer uh, Sean Thomas popped the question to his partner Alice Green using a painted cow. (sighs) He used washable paint to write, Alice, marry me with a heart onto the family's shorthorn show cow. Thomas said that he thought the idea was perfect as they both live on a dairy farm, and Green reportedly burst into tears upon You're a freaking idiot. In the painted cow. I would marry you if you were the last man on earth. You're so stupid. He wrote it on a cow, and that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. Now, uh, do I have one of these left? Oh! Uh, the Acme thing? Yeah. Yeah, you do. All right, I got... There's, I think the, it's over in the control right, room. $50 gift card. Our friends at Acme have been here cooking up food for us and our guests. And uh, I'll take caller number 20 at 215-263-WMMR. And I'll give it to you with a wide variety of natural and organic foods to choose from. Acme Markets, of course, making uh, makes cooking healthy and delicious meals easy. So you want to shop a large selection of USDA-certified O-Organics and Open Nature products featured exclusively... At Acme, your favorite local supermarket. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Beasties on 93.3 WMMR with Intergalactic Planetary. It is a little bit after 10 o'clock. We have a trip to Hollywood once again to give away and another movie premiere. And you checking it out at the TCL Chinese Theater. Uh, This is for the new Godzilla movie, Godzilla King of the Monsters. Question: Is this a sequel to that last? Yes, uh, it is official. Yeah. Okay, the same the same Godzilla uh, facing off against the other Titans, as they refer to them. Right. Any of the same people in the movie? Uh, no, because I've forgotten. About no, the movie. It not, was good, no, I, no. Okay, that, none, nobody that saw it. O'Shea Jackson is is in it, and um, but a, a new cast. Okay. All right. Cool. So we can have you in Hollywood. Uh, for this premiere, and these trips are always great, so don't miss out on it. our next letter coming up at the end of the program. I'm going to do today's lesson question. We will give away a family four-pack of Maury's Pier water park passes. Uh, and the question I have for you this morning, Charlie from Acme doesn't work in the seafood section. Where does he work? <laughs> His little uh, flub that he made twice. And uh, let's see if you're listening. 215-263-WMMY. It was Charlie Bell. Uh, who is from uh, Acme, does not work in the seafood section. Where does he work? 215-263-WMMR. Uh, we'll see if you know the answer. We're going to do trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it's brought to you by Rita's Water Ice. Rita's most popular flavor of Italian ice is the delicious and fruity mango. Enjoy mango ice and so many different frozen treats at Rita's. You can't mango wrong. <laughs> what do you 
What's happening this morning, Steve? <laughs> well, after fathering a child with his mistress, Wendy Williams' estranged husband is reportedly seeking a tremendous amount of alimony and child support as part of their divorce. Kevin Hunter says he's entitled to the money because he has absolutely no concept of shame. Mm. Oh, my God. And as reported earlier, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry announcing the birth of a baby boy yesterday. Doctors say it was the first time they ever saw a baby crown with an actual crown. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. And finally, Sarah Jessica Parker uh, bailing on last night's Met Gala for what was described as personal reasons. Ever the good friend, Parker went to visit her despondent former stablemate, Maximum Security. <laughs> <laughs> That's your Hollywood trash. All right. Uh, Let's see if we can get an answer to this question. Charlie from Acme doesn't work in the seafood department. (laughs) He works where? And I will go to Joel for the answer. Hey, Joel. Hey, bitches. Hey, Hey, what? what? All right, Joel. So it's not the seafood section. Where does he work? The Fusi section. Sufi. It's, yeah, you know what we're talking about. It's hard to say. It is hard to say it. Hang on a second, Joel. (laughs) We're going to set you up with a family four-pack of Maury's Pier Water Park Passes. You're going to enjoy both beachfront water parks. Check out this week's big friggin' deal from Maury's Pier. You can get a same-day ride and water park combo ticket for $40. And that's access to all three piers and both water parks. You get it now through Sunday at www.mmr.com slash keyword deal. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3. WMMR. And this morning's music news is... There it is. Can't find the fader that turns that down. It's not lit up. I got it. Brought to you by Deets and Watson, uh, Real Philly Deli. If you want a real Philly hoagie, you got to go to a Real Philly Deli. Deets and Watson created the Real Philly Deli Hoagie Guide, your map to the most delicious hoagies in the city. Earn prizes like T-shirts. Coolers, food, and even tickets to see the birds play just for eating a real Philly Deli hoagie. So, Tool performed two new songs, Descending and Invincible, as part of its headlining set on Sunday night at the Welcome to Rockville Festival in Jacksonville, Florida. Although Tool has previously played an instrumental version of Descending Live, Sunday night's concert marked the first performance of the completed song with lyrics and vocals sung by Maynard James Keenan. Uh, Descending and Invincible are both expected to appear on Tool's long-awaited follow-up to 2006's 10,000 Days album. Uh, no official release date. Keenan said a little while back the ballpark was between mid-May and mid-July, so we'll see if that ends up happening. As rumored last month, Hell Yeah has officially recruited Stone Sour's Roy Mayorga as its new drummer. Uh, the band issued a statement on Monday saying, Please welcome our dear friend and brother Roy Mayorga, who will be guesting behind the drum kit as we honor our brother Vinnie Paul. Uh, these men had so much love and mutual respect for each other. Hi! This makes our transition so much easier. Ready or not, here we come. And of course, Mayorga will follow in the footsteps of founding Hell Yeah drummer Vinnie Paul Abbott, who passed away back in June of last year from heart disease. Legendary Pantera and Damage Plan drummer was just 54 years old. Damn! Breaking Benjamin. Uh, frontman Benjamin Burnley has told Consequence of Sound that he's been working on an acoustic LP. Well, the band has been touring. I uh, explained that the disc will have Breaking Benjamin songs done acoustic plus two or three new songs. And we're working on arrangements and strings on there. So it's been a lot of fun. And we're looking forward to it coming out. Breaking Benjamin continues to tour in support of its sixth studio album, Ember. They just keep going. Blink-182 and Lil Wayne have announced a joint headlining tour. For this year, the North American Trek will kick off June 28th in Columbus, Ohio and hit additionally. 
37 dates through September. Uh, the tour will see the Punk Trio and the Rapper play both indoor and outdoor venues with support from Neck Deep. Tickets go on sale to the general public beginning on Friday at noon. And they're going to be in Atlantic City at the Vans Warp Tour on June 30th. And they will be performing Hershey Park Stadium on July 5th. Was Lil Wayne the first of the Lil's? I'm Ooh. not sure. It sounds what? like it might have been. No, Lil Bow Wow was there. Yeah, it was Lil Bow Wow. You're right. Right, and then I think he just became Bow Wow. Who was the first Lil? Was it Little John and Lil. Robin Hood? Lil. That was Little. Yeah, I know. Yeah, maybe about, what about Lil Kim? Lil, Lil Kim. She's wow. probably the first wow. Keeps going back and back. <laughs> so Pierre made uh, the announcement yesterday. Incubus has announced that it will hit the road celebrating 20th anniversary of its platinum-selling 1999 album Make Yourself. The California act will take the 20 years of Make Yourself and Beyond tour uh, to 39 cities across the country. They'll be in Philadelphia at the Met on October 5th, by the way. Uh, let's see. Tickets for the tour go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. through LiveNation.com. Fan pre-releases begin Tuesday, today, at uh, 10 a.m. as well. Uh, and the band will celebrate their tour announcement with a launch event at the Troubadour in Los Angeles tomorrow. Uh, also expect to launch a pop-up merch shop featuring new custom merch items at Brooklyn Projects on Melrose Avenue in Los Angeles. And then one last story. Dave Grohl jumped behind a drum kit for a performance of Thin Lizzy's Jailbreak and Motorhead's Bomber during a surprise appearance at the 5th Annual Ride for Ronnie Motorcycle Ride and Concert. Uh, it's interesting how this came about. Uh, the event, held annually in tribute to late legendary singer Ronnie James Dio, took place Sunday in Encino, California. Now, Dave's appearance apparently was not pre-planned. Huh. Uh, he didn't even know about the event until a fan approached him in a grocery store and asked if he was going. And then Dave said, well, now I am. That's awesome. <laughs> and despite no rehearsals or any advance notice, Dave ripped through two songs with a backing band that also featured former Buck Cherry guitarist Keith Nelson, current Thin Lizzy vocalist uh, Ricky Warwick, and bassist Robbie Crane. If you're Dave... You can just show up at a festival concert and find some guys to play with, and they'll let you get up there and do it. Yep. How cool is that? It's that type of thing. Uh, Dave spoke at the event, said, I'm here on this beautiful day in Encino because everybody loves Ronnie James Dio. He was my neighbor, actually. He said, we live down the street from each other. I encourage everybody to come out and support the cause uh, because it's a beautiful day with a bunch of beautiful people, and we hope to see you next year. So, when he passed away, was it stomach cancer? It was cancer, yeah. Steve, but I don't remember... What kind it was? You know, he's he's actually immortalized uh, for so many ways, but in the pick of destiny. Yep, he's, it's so great. Yeah, he's that opening in, sequence. They have his poster on the wall. Jack Black as a kid, and and uh, he sings to him. And, yeah, and it was Ronnie James in poster form singing back to him. It was pretty cool. And you know who Jack Black is as the yeah, kid, right? The guy from the Goldbergs. Yeah, Barry Goldberg. It was Barry. Yeah. Uh so that is what I shut up. Shut up. You, you shut up. You shut up. That's what I have in music news for you. Stomach cancer, Steve. Yeah. Okay. 2009. Yep. Fair enough. Uh, So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to return in a moment, and we will get that letter of the day for the word of the week. Yeah, we're wrapping up a little earlier than usual. we got to go do a little TV thing, so we're going to get to that in a moment. Stay with us, because we'll come back with your chance to win that trip uh, to L.A. We'll be back in a second. 
Hey, gang, we need your blood. It's time to roll up your sleeve for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, Saturday, June 15th. Last year was the second largest blood drive in the nation, and with your help, it'll be number one this year. So we're headed to the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks for this year's drive with kids' activities from Aim High Studio and Painter Treasure Ceramics, plus Rita's Water Ice and Alex's Lemonade Stand. The Red Cross is always in need, especially leading into the summer months, so make an appointment now at WMMR.com. All donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt and this year's pint glass from Window Nation. Hundreds of donors will be randomly selected for free tickets to one of these concerts at the BB&T Pavilion, the Smashing Pumpkins, and Noel Gallagher on August 8th. Or Alice Cooper and Hailstorm on August 16th. Tickets for these shows are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Our 14th annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. From the American Red Cross Penn Jersey Blood Services region. And 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Our- when I come around, is the Preston and Steve show. Sorry, a mouthful of turkey burger. <laughs> Damn good, right? Really good. From our friends at uh, Acme. Came by here today, and I want to thank them uh, because they fed us and our guests, and they brought by some wonderful food that they did uh, take the effort and time to grill right out in the parking lot here. Freshly made. Love it. Yep. So uh, thank you to <clears throat> Sherry and uh, BJ and Charlie uh, who came by, and uh, Charlie popped on the air with us. And uh, don't forget that they do the uh, the home deliveries now. If you go to uh, shop.acmemarkets.com, you can have them delivered. And uh, thank you, guys. And, of course, you're going to get tons of great food for uh, the grill this summer. So stop by your local Acme. So thank you, guys, for being here. Um, we need to do the uh, – you know what? I'll, I'll thank the other, other guests. Mark Zuboff. Yeah. Hey. He's such a great guest. He's so knowledgeable and so he's friendly. Professional. And he's – just uh, always has great things to say. So uh, we spent some time talking about game number five, which is tonight. Uh, and they have the pre and post game. Uh, sorry, on NBC Sports <laughs> Philadelphia. I tried to choke it down as quickly as <laughs> I could. Good job. And that's usually not a good idea. Uh, so anyhow, thanks to uh, Zoo for being on the uh, the program this morning. Uh, we do need to get ourselves a winner. Today is Tattoos Day. Yay! And so let's find out who gets a free tattoo. Albeit a Preston and Steve tattoo uh, from our friends at World Famous Philadelphia Eddies. Our winner is Gary Smith, who is from Blackwood, New Jersey. I had a feeling. You had a feeling it was going to be uh, be Gary? Nice. All right, so he got it. We're going to give him a $350 gift certificate for World Famous Philadelphia Eddies tattoo. They are located at 621 South 4th Street in South Philly. And you can get tattooed by the area's top tattoo artists like Mr. Kyle Fitzpatrick. You can see his work on Instagram. At Kyle underscore underscore Fitzpatrick underscore or Philadelphia at Eddie's tattoo dot com. So all good there. Congratulations to you. Um, we need to do the letter of the day. Is that yeah, going to be you? Do I don't it. see you. going to do it. All right, let's go ahead and do it. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now the daily letter. All right, the Preston and Steve. <laughs> I saw that. The Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter A. As in bear. Uh, a is in bear. No, A is in apple. All right, A. <laughs> uh, we're going to give away a trip or two to the world premiere of Godzilla, King of the Monsters, Saturday, May 18th at the TCL Chinese Theater in Hollywood, California. Uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, opens May 31st, and that is rated PG-13. So we will give that away. Keep collecting those letters, man. I feel good about this. Oh, yeah. I'm going to win. I think it's going to happen. Uh, I need to thank our sponsors. Uh, the Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Winter Airport Parking. 
uh, the fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport. Also brought to you by A.D. Moyer, celebrating 80 years of supplying quality building materials and service. And also armor, metals, and recycling for all of your metal and computer recycling needs. Uh, tomorrow on our program, we're going live on Fox Good Day. We're actually headed to Fox right now. Yes, we are. TV thing over there. Uh, comedian Dana Gould is going to be in touch with us. He's coming to town. And we're going to talk to our buddy John Clark from NBC Sports Philadelphia, who will be in studio tomorrow. So those things and more will be taking place. Marissa, thank you for uh, covering for Kathy again today. Thank you, guys. That's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. The Greston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. Okay, so the Green Lane Bridge has become like the surface of the moon. Maybe it's time for you to fix it. I don't know. Just, uh, maybe. Next message. Is being stoned the same thing as watching HD television where you can kind of only see the things in front of you and you can't see anything in the background? I swear, I never really thought about it until now. HD is basically being stoned. Cool. Next message. There goes another Tuesday morning shot down the toilet because I go to get a coffee and they're out of coffee again because all these young girls are coming in doing coffee enemas. Oh, bitch. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.